Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. I'm going to release the email about racial profiling. And I understand that, that the penalty comes with potential ousting from the Senate. I am breaking the rule. But I was raised and taught that an unjust law, you almost have an obligation uh, to stand against it. So I am violating those laws. I have been doing all day. But I guess the question is, was it really a violation? They had told you you could use them publicly. You were told that the restrictions on the documents had been waived. So how do you square that? Well, I square that very easily. Number one, last night I broke the rules before they even, then, then they scrambled to release the document. But I continue to release documents. I've released 20 so far that they have not cleared. I am breaking the rules. I am breaking a sham rules. Now, I appreciate the comments of my colleagues. This is about the closest I'll probably ever have in my life to an I am Spartacus moment. Oh, good for you. You are fake news. Very fake news. An anomalous, really an anomalous, gutless, coward. Keep, keep up, keep up anomalous. Damn you, you get hit the easy one. We'll do it live. Fuck it, do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. You know, uh, jam-packed news week, as always, but it's... Where does where does anonymous rank in in presidential cringe it's for you so as an appreciator of the president? I don't know. It's it was it was painful to hear. It was in my neck of the woods too. It's like right near where my mom my mom works uh, in Billings. You and know, I missed it. I could have seen it live. Said it, I was like, okay. And he says it again. I'm like I can't. I just can't with you right it, now. It wasn't an. <laughs> it was an ominous op-ed in the new york times that's that's what he was talking about i and, hope so but I and can't ominous it was very ominous very <laughs> ominous op-ed so we will of course get to that particular topic uh every week the stream seems to go kind of long and i'm like all right next week i'm gonna cut back like shave off a topic or two and then the news week rolls around and there's way more stuff that i want to talk about and this is another week like that where i just can't cut things out i know and there are a lot so, of things that we weren't able to fit in the show like what obama talked about this week or yeah, yeah. serena williams or yeah. Cardi B attacking Nicki Minaj with a shoe. Which I didn't even hear about until um, yeah. you mentioned that to me. So I need to check that out once we're done. But uh, you did hear some of it in the intro there. The Kavanaugh hearings were as insane and deranged and detached from reality uh, as we predicted. So we'll go through as much of the show as we can, including Cory Booker's grandstanding. Apparently he thinks this is going to help him run for president. I don't see how that's going to happen. Uh, an amateur move. Hmm. Uh, there were other hearings uh, on the Hill this week as well. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, Jack Dorsey and Cheryl Sandberg. I always forget, is it Sandberg or Sand? I think it's Sandberg, right? Uh, they were on the Hill uh, talking about both uh, foreign intervention in our elections as well as alleged bias against conservatives for Jack Dorsey and Twitter. Meanwhile, Alex Jones attended 
at least outside of these hearings, speaking with people. And his antics got him permanently banned on Twitter and the Apple App Store. So, uh, you know, it's a big conspiracy, but here's Alex Jones. <laughs> Let's prove that conspiracy theorist wrong by <laughs> yeah. making his conspiracy theory reality. All right. That happened. We'll go through that. Uh, of course, Nike this week unveils their big Colin Kaepernick ad, making him the, the face of their brand. Uh, making Nike appreciators like me everywhere think about how they're going to handle this going forward. And I know you like their stuff too. We we're talking about it before live and I'm not going to burn the shoes I have, of course, but my I'm going to have favorite some... shoes just yeah. of all of my shoes. They are my favorite. So it's decision time for any, for me next time I'm in the, the shoe market. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, more news from the Islamic tire Fort of peace in New Mexico. Yeah. I only saw that one of the teens basically said, yes, they were indeed training me for jihad. Is there more than that? Or is that no, basically? That's, okay, that's basically. I mean, we kind of already knew that, but there's yeah, at least. Yeah, and he confirmed the exorcism in the affidavit and a little mm. bit more about that. We'll okay. Uh, Asia or Asia? Did we say we're going, we decided we're going with Asia Argento? It's Asia, but I'm not saying that because it's stupid. It's spelled like okay. Asia. You're getting called Asia. All right, we'll go with Asia Argento. Uh, her Me Too karma gets a reversal. She's now counter-accusing her then 17-year-old accuser. All right. And then Anthony Bourdain right now is like, man, maybe I made the right decision. Yeah, well, that's that's sort of the X factor in all of this, the weird thing that's related to all of it. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Plus, surprise cringe to close. I got another doozy Ooh. for you. And we will take super chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers it's going to be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material thank you for liking the show on youtube thank you for giving us a review on apple Podcasts. thank you for supporting us on patreon thank you for emailing us that's beauty in the beta at gmail.com remember if you prefer to take the show on the go you can do that with apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud stitcher and more it's all in the audio format linked in the description for you wherever you find your podcast you can find us and there's some extra material that you might not find on our youtube channels in there this week i did an interview with uh benjamin boyce who is a graduate of the evergreen state college he was actually there when the whole thing blew up last spring so it was kind of fun to catch yeah up i met him. him at jordan peterson oh you actually met him there yeah oh very cool yeah, so it was it was fun to chat with him. If you're interested in giving that a listen, it's over on the audio platforms. We've got a few pieces of art. Uh, Chase, who was doing the comic book artwork, uh, gave me this one on Twitter, celebrating 100,000 subscribers. But I guess this could apply to you since you have more recently crossed 100,000 yeah. subscribers. Congratulations. Anyway, I actually didn't realize this was a direct recreation of a famous Hulk cover until someone showed me that because... If I don't know much about movies, I know even less about comic books. So it was kind of interesting to see it side by side, the original creation. So thank yeah. you, Chase. That's very cool. That's some epic artwork. We got some artwork from, uh, from Garrick, who uh, has a depiction of me showing my internal reaction to someone telling me how to do my job, apparently. <laughs> this being inspired by Wednesday's call-in stream it's all cool i want to give a shout out to ovid uh we sorted it out via email thanks for thanks ovid for supporting the show <laughs> i'm sure that i knew this might be memed in the way that it was so uh i'm i'm glad everybody including myself is able to to have a laugh over it so thank you garrick and then lastly uh big lc 
It looks like you made the Nike ad as well. Uh, but Big LC asks, who sacrificed more? Kaep- Kaepernick sacrificing a multi-million dollar contract with the NFL and fame as an athlete in exchange for a multi-million dollar merchandising deal and fame as a self-declared martyr and activist. Or Blonde, who in order to express her true thoughts on YouTube, sacrificed her employability in any normal job. Aw, thank th- you. That hits me right about. in the feels. That being said, this is the creepiest picture, the creepiest thumbnail of me that exists. And I think it comes from my sit down with Stan. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I look really sociopathic. It looks kind of like a like a crime mugshot, but you're happy about it. Like (laughs) Like I just caught on DUI or something. Yeah. Well, or like you're it it, it looks like you're thinking, yeah, I pulled that hijab. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) That was me. I did just pull that hijab. Well. I wouldn't say that the photo is that weird because there were definitely weirder photos this week, specifically Tess Holliday's. Yeah, you like that transition? It was good. Yeah, t- was Tess Holliday's Cosmopolitan cover, which I had heard nothing about until it was uh, already out. Do we have out. to watch this again? Did, did you have a chance to look before yeah. before we watched the video? I, I, I watched it earlier in the week because Rich oh, did, V tweeted about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gross. So this is plus size model Tess Holliday on the October 2018, the new cover of uh, Cosmo. Regarding the pushback to this cover, she says, quote, the more hate and talk, the more people hate it and talk about it, the more social media followers I get. And those are people that could actually see my cover and move things forward and actually change things. So I embrace it. Tess Holliday apparently is absolutely about more and more and more. Anything that will get her more and more and more and more is a good thing. Pierce Morgan responded saying, quote, as Britain battles an ever worsening obesity crisis, this is the new cover of Cosmo. Apparently we're supposed to view it as a huge step forward for body positivity. What a load of old baloney. That's a weird thing to say. What a load of old baloney. Must be a British thing. This cover is just as dangerous and misguided as celebrating uh, size zero models. So Pierce Morgan, apparently every, every once in a while, Pierce Morgan has, some moments of clarity. Although I, mean, I don't know this why size he's taking zero a shot models at, thing. No, I don't know why he's taking a shot at them, but mostly agree with what he's saying. Striving to be size zero is fine. It's not really going to hurt that many people, but this is really damaging. I, I don't even think those two things are comparable. Well, Tess Holiday, Tess Holiday had a reaction for Pierce Morgan on Instagram, and it was her eating a cake with her Cosmo cover on the cake. Viewer discretion is advised. Trigger warning. Uh, hide your kids. Hide your wife. They may not want to see this depiction from Tess Holiday's Instagram. <laughs> her arm could wear my pants. Seriously, it's like the size of my waist. <laughs> Thank you for the well-timed laugh. Tess, appreciate that. Dude, it's so tragic because she has a pretty face. I said it before and I'll say it again. Like, if she were dog faced, this wouldn't be as sad as it is. But she needs to lose like 200 pounds. I don't know. I, yeah, I have no idea what the weight is. Uh, I, I, she's three bills plus, right? This, like, that looks like a 300 pound woman to me. I, I understand there are there is a such thing as like realistic depictions of women. I don't know if they should be on the cover of Cosmo because I think those sorts of things should probably be like, uncommon beauty to which we should all aspire, but I don't have a problem with realistic depictions of women. That's, that's morbid danger. That's not realistic. That's morbid danger. Like, look at those arms. Hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, well, she and she can't lose the weight now because then those tattoos are going to look even worse. So she's really stuck. She's really got to stick with it. And she has a normal looking husband. Imagine that. I've, I have not seen. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe when we super chat, I'll take a Google, see what he looks like. Uh, other quick thing to hit. We've been saying jokingly and observing that for the Republicans and specifically the Republican Party, don't necessarily waste too much time creating a detailed, sophisticated platform. Just play clips of crazy yeah. left-wing people, and maybe that's good enough. Now, again, I've, as I've said, I don't know that I find that satisfactory by itself, but there's no doubt that, at least as a supplementary piece, playing cl- clips of these crazy people is politically advantageous. They released yet another ad after the Kavanaugh hearings, which we'll get to in a moment, and it's just called Crazy Town. <laughs> Crazy Town. It doesn't Town. have as many views as I expected, though. Yeah, it's on the party's channel, so, you know. I mean, how many they views They only have, does the... like, 30,000 subscribers. Yeah, the GOP party channel, I don't think everybody's really excited when they release a new upload, but here's, uh, here's, here's their latest advertisement. Pages in length. What a Please get up in the face of some Congress people. You see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. Those Republican leaders and President Trump don't give a. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. The left is crazy town. I bet that took them all of 10 minutes to make. Yeah, they had some intern do it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. real, real quick. Uh, I mean, like I said, I don't... It it is sort of lazy, I guess, but can I blame them for for that? No, it's great. It's It's, really effective. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the degree... As we're going to observe momentarily with this Kavanaugh stuff, I don't know if it's mainstream, if it's fringe. I think it's more mainstream than ever. But there's no shortage of absolute lunacy on the part of these people. And I don't, I guess, I guess my resistance to it is I don't like voting for someone to, uh, strictly out of opposition to somebody else. I would like to vote for somebody, you know, yeah, like wouldn't affirmatively. We all? Wouldn't we all? But maybe that's not realistic. That's the dream, yeah. okay. Maybe, maybe that's not realistic and... Yeah, you know, I mean, there's plenty of people who that's part of the reason why the president is the president is just there's plenty of people saying no way in hell <laughs> to the alternative. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, it's uh, I think I think it's a smarter political move than a lot of the political moves that the Democrats made with the Kavanaugh hearing. We'll take a look at that momentarily. The last thing I want to mention before we get into it is uh this hilarious piece, I, a lot of people linked this to me this week, so thank you for that. Law and Order Hate Crimes is coming to NBC. Oh uh, NBC God. announced Tuesday there will be a 13-episode season of Law and Order Hate Crimes. Said the uh, said NBC's co-president of scripted programming, quote, considering the last year there has been a double-digit rise in hate crimes in our 10 largest cities, the highest total in over a decade. It seems like this topic is begging to be explored. Now, one thing they didn't mention in this article, at least, is the rise in 2016's hate crimes, at least according to the FBI hate crime data, is largely explained by hate crimes against white people. (laughs) So I look forward to a lot of anti-white hate crimes. Yes, I definitely think they're going to take that angle. And the obvious thing I would have liked to see, too, is 
uh, Law and Order, or maybe um, what's the investigative show that they have? Um, CSI. CSI Hoax Hate Crime Edition. I would have liked to. See- <laughs> I'd have liked to see that breaking down the swastikas and stuff, basically like what we do with the weekly bit, but really sophisticated with like forensic that would be uh, amazing. crime scene investigation. When yeah. you first posted this, I thought it was like an onion article. I thought this was a parody. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. They're actually going to do this. They are actually going to do it. So maybe I'll tune in and check out an episode of it or maybe we'll have some material for the show. Come when is this starting? Maybe. I don't know. I actually don't know when the show's going to start, but sometime soon. Anyway, let's get into the Kavanaugh hearings, if you're ready. I guess so. This is going to be a long one. Yeah. I mean, we all knew they were going to go crazy. And not when I say they, I mean Democratic politicians. I also mean the protesters. This, I mean, it still <laughs> exceeded my expectations. The grandstanding, especially Cory Booker's grandstanding, was technical and bizarre. And I guess the thing that surprised the surprise me is I have a hard time seeing how these, how the political stunts are going to be politically advantageous. I get that they're trying to pander to their base to set up a 2020 run, but it seems to me particularly like Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, as we'll observe, they just created clips of their own hysteria yeah, to be exactly. used against them. And the political realm is so divisive at this point in time that pandering to your base is not going to help you people have already chosen sides so i don't Mm. think that this is going to be very effective well the one thing we know is that brett kavanaugh is pretty much a mainstream conservative judge i don't like using the term conservative in that context though because he's really just an originalist or a textualist he believes the constitution means what it meant at the time it was written same with all the laws and he seems like a real normie to me like a, yes. a dad through and through. Yeah, he's, he's not very controversial. Plenty of experience, not a lot of controversial decisions to try to grill him on. And you can tell that, uh, at least in part, due to some of his opening statements. He explained his judicial philosophy and what he's about. Totally non-controversial. And actually, I like what I hear in the, the opening statement segment here from Kavanaugh. This was on Tuesday, I believe. A judge must be independent and must interpret the law, not make the law. A judge must interpret statutes as written. A judge must interpret the Constitution as written. A good judge must be an umpire, a neutral and impartial arbiter who favors no litigant or policy. I do not decide cases based on personal or policy preferences. The Supreme Court must never never be viewed as a partisan institution. The justices on the Supreme Court do not sit on opposite sides of an aisle. If confirmed to the Supreme Court, I would be part of a team of nine committed to deciding cases according to the Constitution and laws of the United States. Good. Yeah, I like what I hear, but they got to manufacture... They got to manufacture the controversy. They got to make this guy seem like Satan McHitler or whatever we were saying in the Skype chat earlier this week. Uh, A few examples from cultural leaders on the left to the politicians themselves. But the share tweet that went out Tuesday morning, Kavanaugh equals all LGBT rights taken away. Women losing choice and contraception, not just abortion, but contraception too. <laughs> people of color lose voting rights. So no more black people voting. That's what's going to happen. Uh, Trump gets, uh, uh, there's a crown there. So Trump gets some kind of king power to change old, <laughs> to change old laws and make new laws by overriding and bypassing Congress. Trump never getting indicted for crimes. Our lives will never be the same. We're screwed. Uh, fucking train wreck and a peanut emoji. Oh, and nuts. It must be nuts. 
Oh, okay. that, that was when I read it. I was like, king equals fucking train wreck and is a peanut. Okay. I think that- it means Trump <laughs> is a fucking train wreck and a nut. That makes way more sense. I think. You got to decode these bizarre This is what tweets. happens when you give your granny an iPhone and an Ambien. Yeah. Now there were there were activists. Well, yeah, let's let's look at this one first. There were activists too who were promoting these insane deranged detached ideas too. There's this group called Be a Hero. It's a healthcare advocacy group in I guess they're national, but they were running a spot in Maine pressuring Republican Senator Susan Collins. And she's one of a few Republicans Democrats absolutely need to peel away if they have any hope of stopping Kavanaugh. They don't, so they're just going to make asses of themselves trying to do it. In these piece who I presume to be actors, maybe they're real Mainers, maybe they're actors. These people claim that their lives hang in the balance, that Kavanaugh will take away healthcare and fundamental rights for, quote, non-binary people, or whatever that means. Now, here's, uh, here's this spot from Be a Hero. Susan Collins, let's have a chat. It has been pretty demoralizing to know demoralizing. that you're elected representative is ignoring you. Senator Collins, if you vote for Brett Kavanaugh, we're going to fund your future opponent. A vote for Kavanaugh is almost certainly a vote (laughs) to reverse Roe versus Wade. As a Mainer who has a pre-existing condition, if you vote yes on Kavanaugh, you're voting to kill me. If he was confirmed (laughs) in the Supreme Court, he could instantly take away rights for people like me as a non-binary person or people of nearly any marginalized identity. Mainers need you to stand up what was and that be, a little hero. be a hero. Be a hero. Non-binary. Be a hero and vote no. And if you don't, we will replace you. Huh. Dun, 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 dun. This is what I don't understand. It's like these people who believe that their lives are going to be so dramatically changed and or that they might be killed as a direct result of these changes in the federal government, why are they always advocating for more federal government power? Then? I know it's, uh, it's, and they don't understand the, the cognitive dissonance. I, how can they not realize the hypocrisy yeah. in what they're saying? Oh no, the federal government's going to be able to control my life. Meanwhile, I'm advocating for more federal government right. control of right. every aspect of life. Yeah. Okay. Now th- this, it, it's not just Cher and this weird non-binary elf person in this video. It, the, the lunacy extends all the way up to the Democratic Senate caucus themselves. The way the, way the hearing actually got underway, uh, Chuck Grassley, the, the committee chair, the Judiciary Committee chair, uh, calls the meeting to order, and these Democrats immediately start trying to shut it down because they didn't get their documents fast enough or some such nonsense. Meanwhile, all these leftists are protesting and trying to shut down the me- the the whole hearing from the audience perspective. And it seemed like within seconds they were doing this. Yes, I, it's not actually in this clip, but it is literally seconds after Grassley hits wow. the gavel. So this is how the meetings started on Tuesday, or the hearings started. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to be recognized to ask a question before we proceed. The committee received just last night, less than 15 hours ago, 42,000 pages of documents that we have not had an opportunity to review or read or analyze. You're out, you're out of order. I'll proceed. Mr. Chairman, I agree with my colleague, Senator Harris. Mr. Chairman, Judge we received 42,000 documents that we haven't been everyone able to so review last today. night, and we believe this hearing should be postponed. I know this postponed. is an exciting day. Proud Mr. Chairman, if, if we cannot be recognized, like, I move to adjourn. The American yeah. people. Mr. Chairman, I move to adjourn. Directly from Judge Kavanaugh. All women. We have been denied real access to the Herpes. documents we need. 
to advise Mr. Chairman, the regular Senate, orders called for. which turns this hearing into a charade and a mockery of our norms. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. It's it's totally Chuck Grassley turning yeah. the, the hearing into a charade and a mockery. Yeah, really. It's all his fault. Guy who's just saying, it's time for the hearing. That's all he's doing. <laughs> what, a, what a mockery. What a sham. All right. Mr. Chairman, I therefore move to adjourn this hearing. Okay. Be a hero is what they're saying, like that ad we just watched. Deranged. Yes. A bunch of deranged women. Now, there are accusations circulating that some of these protesters, or maybe most, or maybe all, I don't know. But there's evidence that they were paid by... I guess some some Soros funded group. Who else? Whatever. Oh, what a surprise! The evidence here on your screen is um, is a man named Vinay Krishnan who was photographed paying a Kavanaugh protester who was kicked out of the hearing. He describes himself as a social justice attorney. All right. He apparently works for the Soros funded group Center for Popular Democracy. The guy who posted the photograph on Twitter here says a protest organizer told him the cash they were handing out was to pay off fines, not necessarily payment per se. I don't know. I mean, you be the judge. It's not a good look. I am. Uh, I would not at all be surprised if this sort of financial I'm exchange pretty convinced. was going on. This is what Soros does. Yeah. So, uh, I mean... All I've seen is this one particular protester. Maybe there are more photographs out there circulating, but this is a bad enough look for me to believe that there's probably at least some of this uh, type of shenanigans going on. Yeah. You, uh, I take it you saw the Xena Bash white power controversy. Yeah, I thought this was great. I very seriously hope she was trolling. I mean, at least the second round, it seemed to me that she had to be. Right? Yeah. So Zena, definitely the second round is deliberate. Zena Bash is apparently a former clerk for Brett Kavanaugh. You can see her seated behind him there in this hey image. Girl. That This was circulating Twitter. I, how many? And this is the archive because it's since been deleted. But even when it was archived, as of Tuesday morning, this had 20,000 likes and 15,000 retweets. The original author saying, who is she? What's up with the white power sign? And everyone's trying to decode this secret white supremacist message. Why? In case you don't know the secret white supremacist hand signs, the way her hand is oriented there is sort of in this okay hand symbol. Do you know what that means? Okay. It's always meant okay. Recall us talking about this back like last year in 2017 when 4chan was trolling media outlets into believing this was a some kind of white power symbol. How do you know that it's not a real white power symbol? Because even the ADL is like, nah, guys. Even the ADL is like, I mean, come on, Pepe, sure, but this is not legit. This is not real. The, even the ADL in their post here is like, look. This is not a thing. It was this post allegedly showing the W and the P shapes made by this hand sign is something 4chan made up. It's not real, but everybody goes crazy anyway. And they go after Xena Bash personally. And she responds, in my opinion, perfectly because she goes to the hearings again on Thursday. This whole thing erupted on Tuesday. She goes again on Thursday, sits behind Brett Kavanaugh on Thursday. And not only more explicitly flashes the sign so that everybody sees this and goes, oh my God, she did it again. 
But then I love this guy replying to this tweet too. And she touched her chin like that green frog guy does. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if the original gesture was intentional or not, but I'm glad that she's responding this way. And by the way, half Mexican, half Jew. Half Mexican, half Jew, secret white supremacist. I guess white supremacists are just taking anybody these days. Yeah, real, real low numbers, real recruiting problems. So they've had to drop their standards somewhat. The other controversy that um, the other manufactured controversy was this Fred Gutenberg nonsense. This pissed me off so much, especially after this this Molly Tibbetts thing. Hmm. Don't politicize Molly Tibbetts. It's like, look at what this guy's doing using his son's death. So Fred Gutenberg is um, is the father of Jamie Gutenberg, who was killed in the Parkland shooting in February. And he tweets out on Monday, I'm going to be at the Kavanaugh hearings and I will play a role in ensuring that this man does not become the next Supreme Court justice. And apparently he. Sorry, what? Oh, apparently he approached Kavanaugh at the end of Tuesday's hearings. And then he, he goes to Twitter and describes what happened. Just walked up to Judge Kavanaugh as morning session ended. Put out my hand to introduce myself as Jamie Gutenberg's dad. He pulled his hand back, turned back to me, and walked away. I guess he did not want to deal with the reality of gun violence. Dun, 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 dun. So Brent Kavanaugh is a guy who you know basically gave the finger to a shooting victim's dad because he doesn't care at all. That's the narrative that Fred That's Gutenberg such bullshit is, for so many no. reasons. First of all, I, if somebody came up to me, I'm Jamie Gutenberg. I, I would be like, who? What? Yeah. Like, is that a You're not a celebrity. Name? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I do remember him ripping Rubio at that town hall. So if he came up to me and he was like, I'm this guy. And he said, remember I ripped Rubio at the town hall. I'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. But I would not yeah. Yeah. on the spot recognize him. Yeah. But even if he was publicly recognizable, it's not Kavanaugh's job to have a have a meeting with you there on the spot, dude. Like, well, I, I don't understand what it is that he wanted. Did he want a handshake and like a, I'm very sorry. Like let's, I, what, what would be sufficient? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Nothing. It seems this like an obvious setup to me. He knew it was going to happen. Plus everybody was on high alert because of the shrieking harpies. Yes. He had security out the wazoo because there was a fear for attack. So he knew exactly what was going to happen here. And the footage shows that um, it's not even it didn't happen as Gutenberg described what you can see what happened was he, he sort of makes a move at Kavanaugh security intervenes immediately and Kavanaugh's just like the fuck and just walks away. <laughs> it's security's job to figure out what's going on there, not Kavanaugh's. And you can you can watch that happen from a couple, couple different angles. He gets up sessions over random hand kind of approaches him from behind. He's like, I don't know who you are. Security's already there. All right. You can yeah. see it from this side angle, too. He comes in totally inappropriately, just out of the crowd. You know, tries to move in. Security's on him before no more than a couple words could have come out of his mouth. And the whole thing is over. And he's pointing at him. I wonder what he's saying. He's pointing at him like this. I'm sure he's not saying, Probably yelling at him. I would like a kind discussion with you about <laughs> the issues. Respectfully, yeah. I doubt it's that. Doesn't strike me as that sort of thing. Uh, the last, the last little piece I had here, I loved the, <laughs> speaking of dying from Kavanaugh, this Babylon B satire piece is masterful. Babylon B has got a lot of really good satire, funny. Uh, it's kind of like the onion, but maybe with a little more conservative or libertarian bent, uh, but really funny stuff. Remember we talked about them previously cause I actually got punished by Facebook for fake news. 
Really? They were, they were reported as fake news was on Facebook. Was it the one that said that CNN like spins their? Yes, it was the washing stories. machine. The You're washing. right. That's what it was. I yeah. Remember. I love this headline. At least I didn't die from tax cuts. Whispers man dying from Kavanaugh nomination. <laughs> it's a very short article, but what did they? They call it sudden Kavanaugh death. SKD. So uh, they list all the things that he survived. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad I survived Hillary's defeat, the tax cuts, Trump's tweets, and a strict immigration <laughs> policy as he passed away. R.I.P. guy who died of sudden oh. Kavanaugh death. Very sad. Now, as far as the, uh, the manufactured controversy goes, I don't think anybody topped Cory Booker in terms of grandstanding. No. So this particular piece of the controversy was hard to understand in terms of a timeline. You might have heard, as you heard in the intro or just news clips this week, Cory Booker saying something to the effect of, there are documents about Brett Kavanaugh that were marked confidential, but I am going to release them because I am Spartacus. I am the hero of this hearing, and I'm going to release these even though they might kick me out of the Senate for breaking the They're rules. so brave. So... The timeline, as I understand it, is on Thursday morning, well, backtrack a little bit, there are emails that Brett Kavanaugh had exchanged as a member of the Bush administration back in the early 2000s. These are part of the Senate Judiciary Committee's records on him, and they were marked committee confidential, at least previously. And Cory Booker apparently decided that these things should be public, uh, and that is the nature of, of this whole Controversy, although it's not even really a controversy. On Thursday morning, Booker threatens to release these emails from Kavanaugh's um, from Kavanaugh's time in the Bush administration. These emails are about racial profiling, he says, and he says, "I'm I'm violating the Senate rules to do this because they're marked committee confidential," or so he says. But the Bush lawyer in charge of releasing the documents claims he told Booker's office on Thursday morning the emails were already approved for release. And the approval, not only were they approved for release, but the approval came at Booker's request, or at least his staff's request. Mm -hmm. So he had already been in communication with the people responsible for clearing these. He was told they were cleared, yet he acts like they aren't so he can paint himself as some kind of martyr for the cause. Not only that, but the emails... Not only don't show anything, they show Brett Kavanaugh talking about, uh, hey, uh, racial profiling is bad, guys. We shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. We should avoid it because it's probably unconstitutional. Yeah, it's I think the- he uses the term racial neutrality like <laughs> 10 times. Yeah. So, uh, so here's Cory Booker at the actual hearing talking about how he's going to make himself into, into Spartacus. Or how he I come is from a long line, as all of us do as Americans, and understand what that, that kind of civil disobedience is, and I understand the consequences. Before your um, process is finished, I'm going to release the email about racial profiling, and I understand that, that the penalty comes with potential ousting from the Senate. And if Senator Cornyn believes that I violated Senate rules, I, I, I openly invite and accept the consequences of my team releasing that email right now. Now, I appreciate the comments of my colleagues. This is about the closest I'll probably ever have in my life to an I am Spartacus moment. Uh, My colleagues, numerous of them, said that they too accept the responsibility. There were very serious charges that were made against me by my colleague from Texas. Okay. It's so solipsistic, like he actually cares. And if that's all he could find, then there must be nothing else in there. Yeah. So he was just insufferable at the meetings, talking about what a hero he's going to be for releasing these emails that turned out to be totally non-controversial. 
But the most cringy part is he then makes the media rounds. He had several cringy media appearances, but the worst was with Anderson Cooper, where Anderson Cooper is explaining the timeline as we understand it and saying, did you actually even violate the rules? <laughs> um, because it's not clear that you did. And Cory Booker is, is saying several times, no, no, I did. I did. I violated the rules and they're not going to kick me out of the Senate. They won't even kick me out of the Senate. Please kick me out of the Senate so I can be an anti-Trump martyr. I can be a real anti-Trump Jesus Christ crucified on the, on the cross of whatever these stupid emails are to run for president in 2020 and probably lose anyway. God, I hope, I mean, between Cory Booker and Kamala Harris, I, I would say zero chance between either of them. I think they're both loony. I don't think it's going to be fun. Votes. It's I hope that happens. Hmm. Either one. So here's Cory Booker trying to convince Anderson Cooper. No, no, I broke the rules. I definitely did. He, I don't, I don't know how many times in the unedited interview he says that he just says, I broke him. I did it. I broke him. That was me. Did you see me do it? Cause I did. It's just, it's insufferable. Here he is. This morning, you said you were going to break Senate rules so you could release documents pertaining to, Supreme, to, to Kavanaugh. You said you were willing to risk expulsion from the Senate to do that. Now, Republicans on the committee have said that the documents had already been approved for release before 4 a.m. this morning. Senator Cornyn basically accused you of a political stunt to bolster a possible run for the presidency. Was that just a stunt? What Cornyn first said is he threatened me, he threatened me with expulsion, said what I was doing was unbecoming to the office I was holding. It's a deep insult for a senator to give to a senator. And he was doing that because last night I broke the Senate rules by reading from that email. I've already released over 20 committee confidential documents in violation of what they say are the Senate rules in which Cornyn said I should be expelled, expelled for. I am breaking the rules, but I was raised and taught that an unjust law, you almost have an obligation uh, to stand against it. So I'm violating those laws. I have been doing yeah. all day. And it was an unjust law. You see, there's no consequence. I've been violating the laws all day. Me from the That's me. But I guess Corey the question Booker. is, was it really a violation? Because at this point, I mean, to be clear, Bill Burke, the President Bush's presidential record representative, said he cleared the documents before 4 a.m. per your staff's request and that they had told you you could use them publicly. Grassley's office also confirmed you were told that the restrictions on the documents had been waived God. before you spoke today. So how do you square that w with what you've said? Well, I square that very easily. Number one, last night I broke the rules before they even, <laughs> then, then they scrambled to release the document. But I continue to release documents. I've released 20 so far that they have not cleared. I am breaking the rules. I am breaking a sham rule. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, man. I'm telling you. I did it. I, I really did. Uh, any, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about Booker other than this is just stupid. It's obviously uh, positioning himself for a 2020 run. He thinks this is going to be politically advantageous. Yeah. Yeah. That's all this is. Again, this is a guy who already said, remember, we watched the clip like weeks or months ago where he said a vote for Kavanaugh is an act of evil. This is a guy who he doesn't need documents to make an honest assessment of Kavanaugh. He's never going to vote for Kavanaugh. Right, right. He's, he's not doing this trying way too hard and pandering. It's like he's a gang member trying to get street cred. And so he goes in and buys a bunch of liquor. And then he's like, yo, I just robbed this liquor store. Check this shit out. <laughs> it, it's just like nobody's buying this. If Anderson Cooper is calling you out, you are fucking caught. You're caught yeah, red handed. That's pretty bad. Yeah. He might have only been outdone by California Senator Kamala Harris, who also wants to run for president. In fact, last I look at the, looked at the Vegas odds, I think she was the favorite, the odds-on favorite for Democratic nominee, which kind of blows my mind, especially after these exchanges. There are two of note that I wanted to highlight. One is she's trying to grill Kavanaugh about 
one, ever talking about the Mueller investigation? And yeah. then two, have you ever talked about the Mueller investigation to people at this very specific law firm called Kasowitz? Uh, and Kasowitz it has, has been uh, some of Trump's personal lawyers for years. So that's the connection is they have, they have done personal legal representation of the president. She's trying to draw a connection between Kavanaugh and them to suggest that Kavanaugh is going to protect the president in any sort of legal trouble he's in as a result of... But to be clear, there would be no law breaking to discuss this conversation like virtually with anybody. I don't think so. No, I yeah. can't think of any... I mean, unless you could like, demonstrate... Even if in an official capacity, she was trying to de- define whether or not he was breaking the law. It would have to be conspiracy to violate a law in the future. Like if it was as egregious as some kind of deal whereby he gets on the court and then agrees behind the scenes explicitly to protect the president somehow, even though I don't really see how this ends up before the Supreme Court necessarily either. It seems more like yeah. an impeachment deal rather than... Is it than... fair to say that she monkeyed up this line of questioning? Jeez, that's so racist. <laughs> Here's Kamala Harris. Judge, have you ever discussed special counsel Mueller or his investigation with anyone? Well, it's uh, in the news every day. I... Have you discussed it with anyone? Uh, with other judges, I know. Uh, Have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at Kasowitz, Benson, and Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? Be sure about your answer, sir. Uh, well, I'm not remembering, like, but what? if you have something you want to... Are you certain you've not had a conversation with I... anyone at that law firm? Kasowitz, Benson... Cassidy, Benson, <laughs> he and Torres. Yes or yeah. no? Well, is there a person you're talking about? I'm asking you a very direct question. Yes or no? Who'd you talk to? I don't think I... I I'm not remembering, but I'm, I'm happy to be refreshed or if you want to <laughs> tell me who you're thinking so of. Are, you, are you saying that with all that you remember, yeah. how can you not remember whether or not you had a conversation about Robert Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that law firm. Oh I would God. like to know the person you're thinking of, because what if there's... I think a... you're thinking of someone and you don't want to tell us. Oh, yeah, oh, that's definitely that's it. definitely it. I mean, there was nothing he could do to get out of that line of questioning, and he genuinely does not know... I mean, it's obvious what she's trying to do, but he but he's, doesn't want to lie just in case. Yeah. he Because ha- it's possible. I mean, who knows who belongs to what law firm in Washington? Nobody knows who this is a giant firm. It's something like yeah. 200 lawyers work there. You don't, especially when you've been in a legal career as long as he has. Yeah. It, yeah. It's interesting. You go to the YouTube clips of this and half, half the comments are left-wing people saying like, look, he obviously knows so much and he won't say it. Look at his eyes. They're so dishonest. It's like, that's a guy who doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Haven't you ever seen a guy who's like, what? I don't. I don't even know of what you're... all the things that happened during this hearing. I found her the most insufferable. Hmm. The, I, that line of questioning, I found like truly offensive. It's, it's like we know exactly the point you're getting to. He's trying to tell the truth. Yeah. And, and to his credit for trying to tell the truth, it turns out that Kavanaugh looked into it later, returned to the hearings uh, on Thursday, and he was able to testify that, yes, I know one guy at Kasowitz. He looked through the whole firm, apparently. I know a guy there. His name is Edward McNally. We worked together many years ago uh, in the Bush administration. And Kavanaugh further testified he has never discussed the Mueller investigation with that guy or anyone else at the firm. So he even followed up and yeah. was willing, if he was, if he was trying to evade perjury, I mean, he did his homework and came back and said, 
I'll, I'll put it here under oath and say I've not spoken with anybody at that firm about the Mueller investigation. Now, what's interesting is Kamala Harris does not disclose that she took $5,000 in campaign contributions from that firm's employees uh, in the last election cycle, I believe. Uh, that puts her behind only Chuck Schumer and Marco Rubio for the lead in the Senate. Hillary Clinton was the firm's top recipient overall at $34,000. Donald Trump accepted $16,000 from employees of that firm. Knew? Probably not. I can't imagine that she has like a a, a full audit of her campaign finance in her and five thousand dollars is probably like nothing for multiple donors from a, some random law yeah. firm. I but mean, imagine, let's say Kavanaugh had a prior career as some politician, like elected official, and had taken five thousand dollars from Cassowitz oh, and didn't they disclose would melt it. Down, yeah, yeah, she'd freak out. Okay, one more exchange. This will be the. The last on this hearing, one more exchange between Harris and Kavanaugh. This was, I guess, supposed to be a gotcha moment, like got him because she asks him, can you think of any laws that regulate men's bodies and only men's bodies? Of course, referring implicitly to abortion Mm -hmm. is what she's talking about. Can you think of any laws that give government the power to make decisions about uh, the male body? Uh, I'm happy to answer a more specific question, but... Male versus female. There are um, medical procedures. Okay. That the government that the government has the power to make a decision about a man's oh, body. I thought you were asking about medical procedures no, that are I, unique to I, men. I can. I, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat the question. Can you think of any laws that give the government the power to make decisions about the male body? I'm not. A, I'm not a thinking of any right now, Senator. I wish you would have. I wish he would have shot her down with the draft. That's oh yeah, what, that's what everyone's going with. But I can't blame him for not being, especially after the hours and hours he's gone through. If he would have had that, it would have been awesome because I would awesome. love to hear how Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris would respond. Oh, and to that. then in her previous line of questioning, when she um, she followed up uh, the question she'd asked it in, in multiple ways, and then he was trying to like get more information out of her, and she goes, "It really amazes me that you've forgotten what I said only a moment ago." Like trying to make it appear that he didn't have mental clarity, or he was not in control of his faculties, or, or that he's forgetful. a liar. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I th- I thought that she was trying to make it seem like he was stupid or hmm. something like that, and that really appalled me. You know, that that just seemed so dishonest, and that's the kind of thing that she was doing in this too. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, and there's that smug look on her face. Like she got him. Like, gotcha. And of course, Brett Kavanaugh can't get into this, but if you could speak honestly to these things and not worry about the political consequences, you would say. If you're talking about abortion, are we really talking about strictly regulating women's bodies? Because my understanding is the regulation is based on a separate body that is involved. Yeah. yeah. A biologically distinct body, not necessarily yeah. just the woman's body. Now, he can't do that. I'm not faulting Kavanaugh for not responding in that way. Um, and again, I, this is, uh, I, I will never know what my official position on abortion is, but I'm getting really tired of these people acting like there's, there is no other life at stake. Like that's right. not a consideration it's a cluster at of all. Cells with fingernails and eyes and a beating heart. And... It's just, it's just regulation of the women of, of women's bodies. That's it. That's all it right. is. That's all it is. Nothing else to consider. Okay. You know, I um, wasn't always pro-life, but the left really. Really I have a feeling they're going to sledgehammer me over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, uh, I, I just, I can't stand the total lack of moral consideration. Uh, and there'll be more, there'll be some more of that later in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, to round that, to round out this discussion of the, of the hearing, 
I get it. They're running for president that you had mentioned before we went live. Maybe we shouldn't televise these things so they don't have these or make, make them available to the public so they don't have this grandstanding. Couldn't this have been a closed hearing? <sighs> yeah. I mean, as a member of the public, I like to be able to evaluate what this judge says for myself. But the counter, the counter side of that is that's why we delegate this decision making to our senators. That's why we don't vote directly on these things. So what you end up with is this political grandstanding. I, I understand the system lends itself to that. So I'm just curious about the political strategy. Uh, and I don't understand the political strategy on there. Kavanaugh is uncontroversial. What's going to happen is he's going to get on the court and he's basically going to disappear. And everyone's going to basically forget about him because he's not going to reveal himself in controversial ways. Nobody's going to think about him and he's going to get on the court and everybody's going to see, oh, well, I guess I didn't actually die of... Kavanaugh disease or, or whatever and life is pretty much normal so all you've done is create clips of hysteria about <laughs> realities that never actually come to became fruition. real yeah yeah you, you exactly. just have all these all all of this you're just spewing a bunch of nonsense warning about impending doom that never happened like you revisit this in a year from now or 2020 you're like look at the craziness they had to say about Kavanaugh and he's just a guy who's on the court being a regular justice, just like the rest of them. How can you yeah, trust them? Yeah, but they them? do this all the time. Their tendency towards hyperbole has worked in our favor in so many ways. Like, look at the Russia hysteria and the Mueller yeah. hysteria. This is not as front and center as it was even a month ago. And yeah. it's because they're like, shit, we really overplayed our hand on this one. Yeah. And if they I'm do it all the time. If I'm making campaign ads for Trump, I would play stuff like this in 2020, like the 2020 summer ads. And I'd say, look at the way they reacted to a totally co uncontroversial qualified judge. Mm -hmm. How in the hell are they going to react if there's an attack on the United States of America? Yeah. They, you can't trust their judgment on fundamentally Anything. uncontroversial things. How right. would you possibly expect their uh, trust their judgment on matters of national security or emergencies or otherwise? And again, this isn't me ki kissing the president's ass. I'll, I have some criticism for the president later in the show but my god I, you th this sort of sky is falling nonsense is is just disqualifying to me yep. i wouldn't vote for a person regardless of perspective if they were this hysterical about totally uncontroversial things well i don't want anybody in politics to be hysterical about anything hmm. i mean people need to be taking an unemotional approach to problem solving even problems of you know very large magnitude. I don't want any kind of hysteria in government, which is why I don't want women in government. Jeez. Well, look at Kamala Harris. I yeah, mean, I God, and she seems to be the most calculating and measured. She's even less emotional than Cory Booker somehow. Well, in the interest of time, we'll probably have to leave it there. Sorry, Jared Holt. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone on to bigger destroying bigger channels i suppose we can get to the uh, twitter and facebook hearings next but more specifically how and why alex jones got banned off twitter and the app store as a result i'm just we his should... biggest fan this week i was watching these clips of him this week just laughing my ass off yeah we had mentioned on wednesday that like the rubio exchange was really cringy and i stand by that but to your point yeah it was not fully represented by all of the clips that were circulating right and once i once i watched it in its totality i was like you know he really led into this with some measured questions he eased his way into that interview and i also hate rubio's face and so mm. just watching him be mortified and try to deny that he knows who alex jones is i'm like you're a liar you're lying if he's telling the truth or lying neither are good neither are good th it's an important consideration but we'll get to that momentarily let's get uh, some super chats out of the way if we can sure all right move into that we got JB Dude 9061 Hey, Matt, thanks for responding to my drunken email Saturday morning. I stand by my ah. words. I love your work and the podcast with Blonde. Looking forward to a great show. 
Thank well, you. thank you. Why are you drunk on a Saturday morning? I, hope I don't you know. I'm drunk from the previous night, bro. I don't recall the email being uh, drunken as I'm burping from my own my own alcohol consumption here. Are you drinking a different kind of beer? Yeah, actually, a patron left me with this. This is the last uh, one of these I have. But he came over from Minneapolis and he left me with this. And this is uh, St. Paul's Flat Earth. It's, <laughs> he actually got this for us just because of the Flat Earth kind of meme. Oh, that's so funny. So... It's the last of my flat earth beers, but yeah. Cool. Uh, Irish Nat 117. Anyone else get the feeling that Booker got into politics because he never got cast in his high school beer production? He's <laughs> going to, he's, I joke, I call him like Kirkland Obama, you know, he's going to be like great value Obama running in 2020 yeah. off, off brand Obama. Yeah. Um, Mithroth says election is over in Sweden. We're still fucked. This is something we didn't talk about. It's actually, I've got a lot of videos I need to watch, but apparently things went really badly for nationalists i'm hearing some rumblings of a rigged election but i don't know too much about it and i've written sweden off so long ago i haven't heard anything about it as Uh, there are lots of videos on it red ice did a lot of coverage um but thank you for that we'll check it out uh james bercy matt pick up a styre uh aug greatest 5.56 ever Blonde, do you have a sister? I do, but she is also married. Sorry. I do like bull pops. Um, and uh, the the big the the cat gun that I've shown previously. That's a bull pop rifle from FN. So nice. you know, I mean, I've never actually shot a um, an AUG. So um, maybe I don't know if someone had one or if they had one for rent down at the the shooting range near my house. But I've never actually even seen one or handled one. But I'd check it out. Uh, Boogeyman nine one seven. The absolute best thing to come out of this Nike Kaepernick thing are all the memes. Cheers. Yes, I have seen the best memes of this year involving involving Molly Tibbetts' dad. <laughs> that one's too spicy for the show. Too spicy for the show. But I did circulate it to a few of our most loyal viewers. I, I did. I regabbed it. Um, mm. Ben says, can we talk about how Rubio came out on the side of censorship saying that policing of hate speech is a positive also? Oh, I didn't actually hear that. I'll have to check it out. Always welcome to Central Pennsylvania for shooting, Matt. Mm. Uh, yeah, Rubio's a big Thank cut. Thank you. Uh, I didn't hear that part. If it was in the hearing or wherever, I'll, I'd, I'd like to. He's just like a frat hear. boy. He's just a stupid yeah. <laughs> uh, big LC Serena Williams was the second worst sore loser of late, but my God, the crowd was worse booing Osaka like that. I'll take comfort knowing at least Serena didn't say it was because she's black. No, but she did say it was because she was a woman. Yes. And, you know, come on. I'm not a big time tennis guy, but what I've seen out of that story is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Um, BB says, big donation says BB Soros. Yes. Thank you. Thank well, you. This is all Soros funding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe she'll you. send us to like, if, if Kamala Harris gets elected and she nominates some justices, maybe BB will send us to go protest the confirmation. <laughs> <hearings>. <laughs> Thank oh, you, BB. Boomer style. Uh, Alessandra Cortara debated a friend about Angela Merkel. He said she was qualified due to her chemistry degree. I said she knows how to mix things together and make them explode. Now she's doing that with Germany. Ain't that the truth? That's Thank a good you. one. I like that. Yeah. Rainier Chen finally got a chance to watch you guys live. Perhaps Pierce Morgan was referring to the nationwide ED epidemic that goes along with body positivity trends with the mm. old baloney comment. Oh, as in like men with ED have old baloney. Is that what you're saying? Is that what he's saying? I don't know. I'm trying to piece it together. I just think what a bunch of old baloney is a weird thing to say. I mean, when I think ED, I think erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but when I think dysfunctional, I think old baloney. <laughs> Thank you, Rainer. We appreciate yeah. it. Frenchinator too says, Blonde 2020, women don't get the vote. Quote, I say women get back in the kitchen and be grateful. 
bitch. Blonde 2020. I'll end this nonsense once and yeah, for all. Yeah, <laughs> really. But then the, there's the irony of a woman being in politics. So I, I just can't do it. Today, my mom was like, maybe you should run for city council. Like, no. Yeah. I'm not doing any of that. Any of that. I would vote for Faith Goldie, though, if I could. Or if Ann Coulter ran for anything. Hmm. Uh, Wait, that is true. I mean, uh, has Ann Coulter ever gotten hysterical about anything? No, I've never seen her get emotional or cry, except she nearly cried on the roast, which I understood. I mean, she oh, has- yeah, that was bad. I but it was that. hateful. Yeah. It was, you know, that was really bad. Um, but, you know, for for me to endorse a woman in politics, it would have to be somebody that was of the caliber of a conservative man. And I'm just not really seeing that. And as I a hysterical woman, someone would have so much like hate in their the heart. The longest sounder. Let's keep moving along. Um, Jay Edgar says it only takes 10 bones to make blonde say go pack go, but 10 bucks to make uh, sure you don't have the tech problems for a couple of weeks. Sorry. Well, thank you. I've been, uh, I'll, I wonder what the score is. I've, Rogers sidelined by apparent left leg injury bears up 17 to nothing. Oh my God. That doesn't mean anything. I'm not celebrating injury, but, uh, well, I hate the bears too. So actually I don't care. I hope they both lose. Did you just cut off my commentary about female hysteria? So you can talk about <laughs> keep, football. Keep going. Downskate. It said, Blondie, you look no more psychopathic than normal. Your bit on the land whale made me seriously go do another round of cardio here at the gym. Wow. Needed a harpoon warning, not a trigger warning. Was that the cake eating fatty? Is yeah, Tess it? Holiday. Harpoon warning would have been very uh, clever. You're right. Uh, she knows she blocked me on Twitter because I told her you couldn't even tell that she was pregnant or something like that. Was she, she couldn't. Did she have a kid? She had a baby, but like her, you know, you, you the entire pregnancy, there was no pregnancy bump or anything in sight. You could have convinced hmm. me that she was not pregnant the whole time. Uh, Redick she says, gets to wear her maternity wear year round or oh, yeah. all the time is what you're saying. Those designer moo-moos. Yeah. Redica says, will law and order hate crime have a job pulling of the week with a complimentary <laughs> go back you wear? <laughs> if they actually feature a hijab pulling on that show fictionally, I will definitely tune in for that episode. Oh, God. See this uh, Nike hijab snuck into the Kaepernick ad? We'll get to that later. Oh, no. It was in there. It was in there. Uh, dangerous spaces as Greenpeace representative. We will always strive to return beach whales to the ocean. This was an honest mistake. And we apologize to miss holiday for the misunderstanding. Thank you. <laughs> dangerous spaces. Let's do two more right now. Sure. Eric Gray says judge Brett Kavanaugh crushed Diane Feinstein's assault on gun ban arguments on every point. It was painful. Yes. Matt did an excellent video about that. Everybody check it out. Feinstein is, I, we were talking before we went live. Do I, do I hate Feinstein or Harris more? It's neck and neck, man. Come on, Harris. Just make California go away. Yeah, really. Delete. Uh, last one for right now, Sock Puppet Joe. They're projecting their own desire of using the government and the court to bully others into compliance. They can't convince people without force and indoctrination. Mm. I know. And that just shows goes to show how bad and unfounded their principles and arguments are. Um, thank you. All right. We'll circle back to the remainder. All right. So as I mentioned uh, both Jack Dorsey, Twitter CEO, and Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg were on the Hill for two, I guess, loosely related but actually independent hearings. And this was a point of confusion for me. It actually does relate to Marco Rubio later. But the Senate hearing, to which Marco Rubio was a party, that was the Senate Intel Committee having that hearing, and both Sandberg, Sandberg and Dorsey were there. And they were talking in that hearing specifically about foreign interference in the elections. Dorsey had his own hearing in the House later that was specifically about anti-conservative bias and shadow ah. banning on Twitter. So, so those were unrelated. What was Alex Jones doing at that hearing then? 
he was probably you know involved in both or he cares about whatever Jack Dorsey is attending because he's got this beef with Jack Dorsey. Gotcha. It's it's a minor point in slight defense of Marco Rubio, but I don't think that it's enough to exonerate the things that he has to say, but it no, is a distinction that matters. Yeah. So uh the, the hearings themselves actually I didn't think were particularly interesting now granted they were multiple hours long ain't nobody got time to watch them all but i did go through some highlights and try to read what was said the only part that stuck out to me was there was um an exchange between jack dorsey and a pennsylvania democratic congressman congressman in which through his answers to questions jack dorsey denies that there's any kind of anti-conservative bias on twitter so here's that exchange you know the premise of this whole hearing Uh, And the reason that Twitter somehow, with all the other social media platforms out there, got the singular honor to sit in front of this committee is because there's some implication that that your site is is trying to censor conservative voices on your platform. When you tried to explain the shadow banning, as I understand it, uh, you had a, a system where if people who were following people had some behaviors, that that was the trigger that allowed that that caused you to do this shadow banning. So you were really like an equal opportunity shadow banner, right? You didn't just shadow ban for conservative Republicans. You shadow banned 600,000 people across your entire platform across the globe who had people following them that had certain behaviors that caused about. you to downgrade th- them coming up. Is that correct? Correct. And then you determined that wasn't fair and you corrected that practice. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. So just just for the record, uh, Twitter undertook no behavior to selectively censor conservative Republicans or conservative voices on your platform. Is that correct? Correct. Well, that settles it. That was a series of very convoluted and leading questions. Is what he is what he was saying that shadow banning was algorithmic and was based on association. So if one person said something hateful, it would like spread what i gather yeah what he was saying is that jack dorsey admits that shadow banning happened shadow banning happened and was bad but that it was an that it was applied in a politically neutral way that's that was like watching somebody's grandpa try to explain the internet or something that he's like what what are you talking about well it gets weirder now the other thing that was noteworthy in these hearings, and I feel like I have to address this because I want to be honest. If I'm going to rip the the leftist protesters for going into the Kavanaugh hearing and disrupting and being very annoying, I have to do it to Laura Loomer too. Yeah. And I know a certain segment of the audience won't like this, but to me, this is just SJW behavior of another variety. This is Laura Loomer who disrupted the House hearing with Jack Dorsey to complain about you know censorship of conservatives on Twitter. Generally, I agree with the perspective that she's ranting about but it is disrupting another person's platform it is engaging in that sort of disruptive sjw behavior and i can't say that this is okay just because i maybe agree with some of the things she's saying a little bit more she not only did she disrupt but one of the uh the house uh one of the congressmen spoke over her in this auctioneering bit that he did which made it kind of funny to watch but this is laura loomer disrupting the uh, dorsey hearing dorsey hearing We'll have order in the hearing room, or you'll be asked to leave. Then you'll need to relieve. Donald Trump, help us. Please help us, Mr. President, before it is too late, because Jack Dorsey is trying to influence the election, to sway the election. What's she saying? I can't understand her. What? Steal the election. That is why 
What she? Have it at hand. Twelve at hand. Fifteen. Seven at hand. Twenty dollar. Two at hand. Five. Seven at hand. Thirty. Yep. Thirty dollar mm -hmm. down here. Two at hand. Five. Thirty five. Seven at half. Forty. Yeah, but a four. Four and a quarter. Four and a half. We're selling the cell phone there. Four and a quarter. Four and a half. <laughs> Hit four and a half. Four seventy five. Five hundred five. Five and a quarter. Five and a half. I yield back. I would remind members of the audience, you're here to observe, not participate, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be an activist journalist, that's fine. Uh, go protest outside, do that all you want. Be, be uh, aggressive with members of Congress, asking them aggressive questions in appropriate venues. At I can't appropriate venues. I'm just sick of everybody making a mockery of all of these hearings. You know, there, yeah. there, there are procedures that we should follow because we're supposed to have a civilized government, and that includes, you know, people talking at appropriate time. I'm sick of all this interruption. Yeah, I can't, I cannot sit here and say, well, interrupting meetings is fine as long as I agree with the opinions being expressed. That can't be the standard. No, it's inherently and subjective. I will say that what Alex Jones did with this disruptive journalism, he, that is the kind of venue yeah. Where I think it's appropriate to hound somebody that you disagree with. Politically. I actually don't have any problem with what he did, but for putting his hands yeah. on Marco Rubio. And I think, eh. and saying, Whatever. well, characterizing Rubio's words in a way that I don't think is quite true. But anyway, that is the, to watch the, him squirm though. Yeah. I mean, that is the interesting thing to come out of these hearings is Alex Jones. Meanwhile, is patrolling around outside in the halls of Congress, talking to people. First, I don't actually know the order in which these happened, but the one I want to talk about first is this exchange with Marco Rubio. So Alex Jones goes up to a whole bunch of reporters uh, speaking with Marco Rubio, and Alex Jones is asking him, hey, do you, support, um, do you support the spirit of the First Amendment? Do you think I should be banned? Those types of questions. Marco Rubio basically says, I don't know who you are. Leave me alone. Interesting if that's true. Debate on whether he's telling the truth or lying there. And then Alex Jones puts his hand on hand hands on him things get a little more contentious and that's kind of the end of that now most of the media clips that i've seen as we mentioned were just the part of alex jones putting his hands on him not the actual question asking so it doesn't make putting his hands on him okay in my mind but it is additional context that has important um important implications so here's the encounter between alex jones and marco rubio we're becoming like Cuba, we're becoming like Vietnam, we're becoming like China. So regardless of what people think about me or the straw man, should I have a First Amendment or should these companies be able to, to violate the whole Safe Arbor Act and all that and then ban conservatives en masse? I don't know anything about your site. No, uh, but about the First Amendment. Yeah, I support the First Amendment. Are you aware of the deplatforming going on? Um, China? No, here, big tech companies are, are purging conservatives. They're shadow banning people en masse. Yeah, well, my, my broader concern is that... Uh, what we are trying to do in terms of preventing foreign interference in our elections. Look at this guy. He's saying <laughs> that I don't exist. You're not familiar with InfoWars? And they, 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 sure, sure. And they demonized me in these well, very hearings. Well, the, and then he plays dumb. So that's why you didn't get elected. They're, they're regulated they're like, like, like do, do they need to be regulated? Mark Rubio and the snake. Little frat boy here. All right, man. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, sure. I swear to God, I'm You better hope you get deplatformed. He knows who InfoWars is. Playing this joke over here. That's why the deplatforming didn't work. Don't touch me again, man. I'm asking you not to touch me. Well, sure, I'll just pat you nicely. I know, but I don't want to be... I don't oh, you want me to get arrested? Who you are. It's not just going to take my First Amendment. It's not just enough to take my First Amendment. Oh, oh, he'll beat me up. Did you just... I didn't say that. No, I am, but he's so mad. You're not going to silence me. You're not going to silence America. Well, but, there, but there are people... You are, like, you are literally like a little gangster thug. There are, there are people... Like <laughs> Rubio just threatened to physically <laughs> take care of me. All right, I don't think it's fair for Alex Jones to say that Rubio was threatening him physically. I think that's... Stated, overstated. I also don't think it's good for Alex Jones to put his hands on him 
But Ruby is such a little bitch. I don't even know who you are. You, yeah, I mean, whether that's true, on, if man. it's a lie, everybody it's... knows who Alex Jones is. Everybody knows about Infowars. Everyone knows about the deplatforming. Everyone was talking about it for weeks. Yeah, uh, if I'm going to give the best, the best thing I can say for Rubio is that that wasn't within the scope of this actual hearing. But if, if he's telling the truth and he doesn't know about that and he doesn't know who Alex Jones is, it's really discouraging. I mean, that's that's a major news story. It's a major. It's a no, huge piece of cultural importance. It. It's like just that lying? tactic when you want to hurt somebody's feelings that you've met before to be like, it's nice to meet you. Hmm. You know, you just want that person to feel small and unimportant. Rubio's yeah. like, I'm just, I'm just so much bigger than you. I don't even know. I don't know shit about you or your stupid platform. Yeah. Now, Bang. I'm not trying to rip on Alex Jones too hard because, as we said, I think what he's doing here, asking public officials in the halls of Congress as they're taking questions from other people, asking them tough questions, I think is totally fair. I've watched through a lot of this footage of Alex Jones patrolling around the halls of Congress, for which he has been now banned on Twitter permanently, and I guess the App Store, at least indirectly. And that's probably the worst thing I saw him do is actually physically touch a person. Now, did he shove him? Was he violent? No, he just, he touched a guy. Yeah. Th- like That's not he just cool. just patted but, you on the shoulder nicely. <laughs> but again, keep in mind, the result of this is further deplatforming of him for these, mm-hmm. the types of behavior he's doing here. And I have like 1% problem with it. Yeah. Now, what actually got him banned at least reportedly is he also finds this guy, Oliver Darcy from CNN. I don't know much about this Oliver Darcy character, but he's a a CNN reporter of some type and Infowars and Alex Jones blame this guy in part for the mass Infowars deplatforming. Darcy has been writing about Alex Jones and Infowars deplatforming for weeks on Twitter and on CNN's website. And the accusations are that basically that he's been lobbying behind the scenes to make this happen. It's not just that he's covering the deplatforming, it's that he's pulling strings, encouraging people to do the deplatforming. And so Alex Jones has this contentious exchange with Oliver Darcy, in which he calls him kind of a series of mean names, I guess. But again, it's not violent. I, to call this like targeted harassment or whatever Twitter's going to call it, we'll take a look in a minute. I don't see how this is abusive. This is one guy who's a journalist being confronted by another guy who's a journalist in a public space that is, right. by the way, specifically political and specifically a place of debate and, and controversy, really. So here's Alex Jones and Oliver Darcy. Look at this right here. The guy that goes around policing and calling for censorship and then claims that Trump's wrong. There's no censorship with conservatives or patriots. You are incredibly shameful. Man. How are you doing, Alex? You're just a look at you. Look, look, you are literally an anti-American, anti-free speech coward. This is one of the main people right here who thinks you have no memory, who sits there and lobbies to take other news off, claiming they're fake. And CNN is the fakest WMD, Gulf Arab state uh, dictatorship funded. Unbelievable. You want to see the eyes of a rat. Look at those eyes. Look at that slobbering to the system and the criminals at CNN, all their warmongering and death, all their fake news, and then running around (coughs) trying to police the internet and try to shut people down. And then you think people are so stupid. On CNN a week later, you say no one's censoring anybody. No one's pushing for censoring. And then you say that Trump is the one attacking the press when all he does is stand up to your lies. Just look at this guy's eyes, man. That is who will rule your life. 
He does have beady little rat eyes. Just look at that guy's eyes. So that oh, exchange there, and it goes on for about 10 minutes. I, I did kind of watch the whole thing to make sure. Am I missing something? Is there a part where Alex Jones gets violent with him or I, I, something weird happens that I'm not seeing? Nothing really happens. It's about 10 minutes of those same types of exchange. Oliver Darcy doesn't really even say much. He just kind of sits there and takes it. Uh, he just sort of laughs at Alex a few times and that's about it. Nothing really happens, but this apparently is sufficient to get Alex Jones permanently suspended from Twitter. Remember Jack Dorsey had previously said he's not breaking the rules, so we're not going to ban him. Then they suspended him for a week, like last week. I forget what exactly caused that, but now he's gone forever. So apparently they decided within only the scope of a couple weeks, even though Alex Jones is doing the same Alex Jones stuff he's always been doing, that now he's going to be banned. That this that didn't uh, this didn't endear him to you at all. Well, of course I laughed in the same way that I laugh at a lot of Alex Jones. No, but content. I kind of yeah. was like, yeah, like get him. I want to do this ambush journalism. I want to make these leftists feel uncomfortable when they're outside because it's what they do to us. Well, confronting people who, you know, if, if at least if his complaints are to be believed, confronting people who are actively trying to get him deplatformed online. I don't have any problem with this. And that's not to be taken as ideological alignment or agreement with Alex Jones, of course, but I don't see how that's abusive. Mm -hmm. I don't see how that should be ban worthy. I think that that's actually a very worrisome precedent if that's ban worthy, because there's all kinds of people going around posting similar confrontations in public places that are, of course, of the public interest. This is in the halls of Congress, man. This is at right. hearings. We've seen Twitter do this before, and we've seen Patreon do this before, like with Lauren Southern. The things, activism that you do in your real life off of the platform are now going to yeah. affect uh, your well, ability in these spheres. Twitter is trying to say that because this was streamed on Periscope, that that's the direct connection to Twitter. And Twitter owns Periscope, or they're like, you know, uh, cooperatively owned platforms, however it works. I don't think it really matters. I think that they would have found a way to ban him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think that this is some unique thing Alex Jones has ne never done and they decided, well, now's the time. It's political pressure. It's obviously political pressure. They were the last of the Silicon Valley giants to ban him. But for, I guess, Apple, which had already banned him off their podcasting platforms. But now they've said, no, you can't even get the InfoWars app in the App Store either. So, you know, just let Apple control. <laughs> I mean, to be fair... They already control what apps you can have in terms of like pornography and other things like that. But the reason they said they banned the InfoWars app is because it contains, quote, content that is offensive, insensitive, upsetting, intended to disgust or an exceptionally poor taste. Really? That's so crazy to me. In, a, in the leftist world, everybody would have access to like weird gang banging she male porn. But like all the Desmonds you can, all the, you yeah, can watch yeah. child pornography, things like that. But ambush journalism or talking about traditionalism or a hint of racism, everything's just shut down. Like, I just don't understand the world that their minds inhabit. I don't get it. I genuinely don't. Get all it. Alex Jones has done is words that you don't like with, right. I guess, the exception of I'm not keen on what the deal with the Sandy Hook lawsuits are, but the reality is the Sandy Hook issues are going through the courts right now just like they should. If 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 Alex Jones is is found liable in a court of law against those Sandy Hook parents, great, that's what the system is for. I don't want Twitter adjudicating those sorts of things. I want uh, the yeah, American legal system. Yeah, I'm not really sure system. how that's relevant even. Well, and it's interesting that they had no problem with all of those sorts of things playing out. Like that's potentially abusive behavior as the legal system might decide. Yeah. But Twitter didn't have any care about that until the politics became too much pressure to to withstand. 
So this is what we get for playing in their pen hmm. in, in of Silicon Valley. I mean, what do we expect? As of August, InfoWars, the app was number three in the entire app store as well. And of course, that was a direct result of the previous banning. It was the Streisand effect. Mm -hmm. All the traffic that's going to their website, their app was crushing it. Now, this doesn't mean you can't access InfoWars content on your phone. It means you'll have to go through your web browser. But I wonder, are we that far off to like, I wonder if there's a way that Apple could block their hardware from from being able to see Probably. any InfoWars I mean, content under any circumstances. I mean, I forgot Gab can't even be in the app store. How ridiculous. They tried again this week. They had to have like a list of hate words that was totally ridiculous. And then their app what? got banned again after 10 hours. Why? Because other people are posting like, I hate the Jews or something. <laughs> like, again, words yeah. people don't like. Yeah. And they also don't want the competition. This is why I, I just can't get behind this free market solution to this. Like, oh. If you're right wing, just create your own website and your entire network, an entire network akin to YouTube, the size of you. It's like this is impossible for us. They've monopolized would, the space. We cannot compete. It would be the ideal. I mean, I, in, a, in a fantasy world, I would like that to happen. Yeah. But me the, too. Other, the other unfortunate, even if that became reality, the other unfortunate part is it would likely still be an echo chamber or a world of silos. And I don't want that either. I don't want. No, that's the well, worst the, part about Gab is that I can't yell at any liberals. I know it's the best. That's why I don't want to leave Twitter. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. You can, um, did you see, them. you can ruin their day. It's like yeah. amazing power to have. Did you see apparently Alex Jones's last tweet? I, yeah, I don't know great. if this is a hundred percent. Sure. I'm not 100% sure about this, but I saw it circulating and it's great if it's true. Just a picture of Alex Jones squinting aggressively behind Jack Dorsey with the caption, he's behind me, isn't he? Hashtag free Alex Jones. Yeah. If that is true, if that is the last tweet his account ever sent out, that is fantastic. Well done. Jack Dorsey, just like Peter Strzok, has this like weird bone shape in the front of his head that makes it look like he actually has horns. You notice that about <laughs> Peter Strzok too? No, it's I like, didn't. It's like these people look demonic they actually look demonic i don't know well um the only things i have to say is uh, th to close this out is we've mentioned it before the silicon valley companies are foolish to think that they're going to be the gatekeepers of who's going to be able to consume this information people will find infowars content mm -hmm. you, you can throw up your obstacles they're still going to find infowars content they're still going to find the website until you manage to ban the website off the internet which maybe they'll try to do but it's so silly to me to think, we've talked about it before, it's like, oh, the InfoWars app is banned? Guess I'll download the CNN app instead. No, right. nobody's doing that. It's not going to happen. Mm -mm. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the only other thing I'm worried about is, but actually I'm not worried as worried about it because I don't think it's precedent. I think it's targeting of Alex Jones for now, but there's plenty of reason to think they're not going to stop with Alex Jones. They're going to go after a whole bunch of other people. But, but if this was precedent that Twitter's setting, like you can't go out in a public place and film interactions um, controversial or um, uh, aggressive interactions with people on matters of public interest. That's a violation of the terms. If this is really a violation of the terms, these platforms are in big trouble. I hope they're in big trouble. I mean, because the path that I see us going down is where we're all censored. Alex Jones was, they took out the big one first. Yeah. That troubles me. I thought they were going to work their way up the ladder. You oh, know. you thought they were going to go like chip off the fringe people first, the tiny people, yeah. and then try to get the big players last. Yeah. Well, which uh, reassured no, it's, me it's, somewhat. And whenever I hear this crap, it's like, oh, it's just Alex Jones. He's just a fringe guy. Like, 
Mark my words. Let's revisit this a year from now, two years from now. Tell me who's banned on Twitter and Apple and all this. I guarantee you it's going to be more mainstream voices. Oh, yeah. Red Ice is next. The Daily Beast wrote an article about it this week, um, basically talking about how they're going to do everything they can to just wipe them off the internet like Alex Jones. Yep. It's going to go one by one. Mm-hmm. And we'll know we've made it when they come after us. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There's, there's going to be more thirst for this content as it gets censored. It just makes it seem cool to people. Like, mm. oh, why? What are they saying that, that makes people, you know, think that they're so bad? Like, I have to listen to it. Yeah. Well, we're going to run up tight on, on the clock if we don't keep moving. You want to take care of this, uh, this New York Times anonymous essay? I guess so. Uh, and then we'll move into Super Chat after that. So this made, uh, this was big news. Anonymous. And I kind of even, I didn't pay as much attention to this this week um, as I might have in any other news week because there was just so much going on. But on Wednesday, the New York Times published this anonymous essay, supposedly written by a senior Trump administration official. A couple highlight quotations from this person who is supposedly, it could be anyone from Mike Pence to Kellyanne Conway to anyone in between. It might be the guy who works at the subway next to the New York Times and sold them a bill of goods. Who knows yes, who wrote I this? I did hear Dana Perino say the other day that there are 900, um, what, is the, what is the title, senior, is it just senior official? Uh, that's the term that I've seen circulating describing this person is so senior. There are 900 senior officials. So technically, if you worked in like, in an environmental department, but you were a senior rank that that would qualify. Yeah. Yeah. It just says the author, a senior official in the Trump administration who has, whose identity is known to us, us being the New York times editorial board and whose job would be jeopardized by its disclosure. Now I didn't find any of this particularly revealing. Here's some things that this article says the dilemma which he does not fully grasp, he being Trump, is that many of the senior officials in his own administration are working diligently from within to frustrate parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations. The root of the problem is the president's amorality. Anyone who works with him knows he is not moored to any discernible first principles that guide his decision-making. Yeah, he's a populist. To which I say, yeah, that sounds like exactly, if I had to guess what was going on in the White House is it's Trump saying a bunch of, kind of off the wall crap and then the rest of his people that he's surrounded him with who are a little more measured and have specific expertise in certain areas go okay here's the spirit of what the president is saying let's kind of refine this and put it into <laughs> yeah. action we all That's, knew that i mean come on what, what is this revealing i i don't uh, to me this is not revealing at all even if it's true and by the way i don't grant this any credibility to the extent there's no name attached to it i don't care about this because i if you don't take it if you're not serious enough to put your name on it why should i be serious enough to give it serious consideration yep now there's a lot of debate in the journalistic circles too about whether this is ethical if it's even ethical to publish this, said the Washington Post editorial page editor, Ruth Marcus, quote, mm-hmm. I will say it has not been our practice to do anonymous op-eds for the reason uh, that kind of goes along the lines of if you're making an argument, you should have the wherewithal and the belief in putting your name to that argument. I don't know if I personally consider this to be morally or ethically wrong by the New York Times, but for me, it's like, to the extent you're not willing to put your name to it, I don't have to care. Right. And every time they use an anonymous source, it incrementally erodes their credibility. So mm. fine. You want to do it? Fine. I don't care. And I think to the person who's writing this, if your concerns are so serious about the president, I think it, if, if, you, if you believe what you've written here, you should probably resign. 
because you believe that there's so much danger going on and this is such a bad thing, you should resign. You should put your name to this story and you should go with that. If exactly, you believe you're, exactly. Yeah. And if what you're doing is so effective, then why do you need to write this fucking op-ed? Like we're I, being yeah, so effective subverting the Trump government, but I have to write this op-ed so that I can reach the general public and yeah. get everybody hysterical. And, and it also said in here specifically, it's like, oh, to be clear, we're not giving a nod to the popular resistance of the left. We actually like the uh, we like the policies of this president, we want him to succeed, and you think he's already done you know a good job making America safer and more prosperous. Okay, well then why are you undercutting that though? And then two questions: Why are you giving a nod to the resistance of the left? And the second question is: Why are you undercutting what you, in parts of this essay, describe as good for America, and parts describe as bad? I can't really figure that out. Sarah Jong wrote this. We all yes, it was it was her. Yeah. Sarah Jong would have snuck in some anti-white jabs, yeah. I would think. Now, Trump did the Trumpy thing that sort of Trumpy thing this op-ed describes, which is react in ways that I'm not particularly thrilled with, although I think he's right to be critical of this particular op-ed piece. Um, normally, I try not to be too harsh on the president flubbing words and saying things weirdly and kind of misspeaking. This particular gaffe, it was just that he said it twice in like three seconds. Uh. So the president comes to my neck of the woods, as I said, Billings, Montana. And retrospectively, I guess I should have gone to this rally because uh, I could have seen this happen myself, which might have been fun, but I didn't go. And Trump is speaking about uh, about this anonymous op-ed in the New York Times. And he twice, well, first the first thing he does, and he'll speak to this more on Twitter, is he asks if this is treason, if this is treasonous. And then he speaks about the anonymous or as we said an ominous op-ed maybe that's what he was saying right it's very ominous op-ed i mean you look at this horrible thing that took place today it's really is it subversion is it treason the latest act of resistance is the op-ed published in the failing new york times by an anonymous really an anonymous <laughs> gutless Howard. He was, uh, nobody knows who the hell he is or she, although they put he, but probably that's a little disguise. That means it's she. You know what that reminded me of when I heard the, it was this clip from Big Daddy. Hip? Hip hop? Hip hop anonymous? Damn you! You get him the easy one! <laughs> that's, that's all I thought of when I heard him say that. It's so embarrassing. Ugh. Now it's not, it's not just that he misspoke like i can i can forgive that but one thing that the president is doing in reaction to this that is bothering me a little bit is asking whether or not this is treason and liking it likening it to treason not just in the speech there but he tweeted out simply treason all caps question mark and then he also tweeted out does the so-called senior administration official really exist or is it just the failing new york times with another phony source if the gutless anonymous person spelled correctly nicely done <laughs> does indeed exist the times must for national security purposes turn him or her over to the government at once now treason is a constitutionally defined crime the only constitutionally defined crime for this specific reason so that it is not used as a political club mm -hmm. to be guilty of treason at least in the legal sense you basically have to be waging war against this country or helping right. people who are waging war against this country it is not treason now it might be dishonest it might be unethical it certainly is worthy of criticism if you ask me i don't like this treason talk though. yeah you gotta be careful with that word it's not really treasonous i mean it's pretty shitty but yes 
Uh, and Trump has more to say about this. He says he thinks he has some kind of idea of who... Um, Oh, I guess I don't have the articles. Never mind. But um, Trump says he thinks it's somebody in national security. Kellyanne Conway says the president believes the author is um, is someone in national security. She said in an interview, no word specifically why the president believes this, but that is apparently uh, what he said. Interesting. I wonder and why she thinks that. She just said Trump told her that or said that to you know his inner circle. Trump is also calling for Jeff Sessions to investigate. He has said this on Air Force One and perhaps even by tweet. I'm not sure. But Trump is calling on Sessions to investigate, quote, because I really believe it's national security, Trump said aboard Air Force One. Problem with this is it's not clear what the actual crime is. Right. And, if it, and so if there's no crime, why is the Justice Department involved? If it's national security, why would that prompt a Justice Department investigation? Right, that doesn't right. really make sense. There was no classified information leaked in this op-ed. Is it in Trump's interest to find out who wrote it? Sure. I don't have a problem with him doing what he needs to do to figure out who the who the rat is, who the Oliver Darcy is. Yeah. But I think he's really, I, I don't know. I often wonder how critical do I want to get of the president for taking a nugget of truth and overstating it aggressively because that's what he always does. It's the Trumpiest thing possible. And we knew this about him before we voted for him. I mean, how how much can we really complain? If, uh, if I were advising him politically, I think you would just ask the obvious question, why would you take the word of someone who doesn't have the courage or decency to put his name to it? Yeah. If the author doesn't take this seriously, neither should you. And that's yeah. all Trump should say. Yeah. Um, I think he'd be better served by that. But again, he's the one who has won with his political strategy, and I am the one with this modest Sunday <laughs> show. So, you know. That's true. Yeah. Right there with you, though. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm thankful for the, the sound bite, man. I laughed. Yeah. I laughed so hard when I heard oh, it anonymous. Was so, so cringy, though. Anonymous. It's the fact that he said it twice that really was tough. He tried again, though. Isn't that the important thing? Yes, he did. Uh, I guess uh, we should do some super chats. Yeah. And then we'll get to Nike and Kaepernick after that. God, I'm so tired of talking about this. Um, this happened really early in the week, right? The Kaepernick ad was revealed on his Twitter account on Monday. Yeah, it seems like it was forever ago. Yes. Um, all right. Matthew Vicari says, be an hero. No, not if it means I have to look like one of those little. For some reason, that always, that always sounds weird to me, too. The, the grammar of be an hero. Yeah. Is it? I guess it. I don't know. Some, someone could probably inform me technically. But when I say it, I You'll would get say an email about it, a hero. Yeah, uh, tell me about it. <laughs> Sock Papa Joe, the second one, on the video, it looked like Zena was talking to someone and it looked like she was mouthing okay. Yeah, I think she was, but I do think she was trolling a little bit. Well, she, and also the aggressive Pepe. I mean, that looked pretty intentional. Yep. Uh, Jacob says, go back to the Cosmopolitan cover. If you can somehow look at something beside that page-filling land whale, Look at the cover line and oh yeah, on the center left of the side page. Ponder that for a moment. Yeah, it's like how I vetted my say? wife's affair was one of the things. They turned me on, the rare survivor, me too, disowned, the other lover, why I vetted my wife's affair. Is that what you're talking about? I didn't I wonder what the story is. Why I vetted my wife's lover? Oh, as in I made sure it was a good guy for her? Is that what yeah. that's saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good for him. He's very selective in his cuckery, is that in his cuckoldry, whatever the term is. Grant two eight three oh four, just like the Daily Beast article said, white supremacist groups are going are becoming more diverse. <laughs> yeah, I bet. 
uh, Asia. Yeah, I, w- I might do a video on that one. Did you see that? Did they really say that? There, there's a hilarious article. I actually have this, um, the link handy right here because I was I'm considering writing about it this week. The headline is why young men of color are joining white supremacist groups. And then the subheading is Patriot Prayers leader is half Japanese. Black and brown faces march with the Proud Boys. Is the future of hate multicultural? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Agent Flippy, every time I hear one of the super chats that starts with Matt and I once made love, all I can hear is my head uh, in my head is Ralph yelling, wait a minute, Matt. No, Matt, no. (laughs) Thank you. Loyal Otterson. No, no. Thank you. Agent Flippy again. Have you all seen the clip circulating with JF stating that he prefers a society where women have lower IQs than men? I'm curious of y'all's opinions on this. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, is, is I it, have, the, is the average comparable, but it's just that women are more tightly distributed and men are like, are more tightly distributed. There are more center, geniuses and, and more, more idiots. More idiots. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I can only speak from personal experience in that being a smart woman has largely been a hindrance in my life. <laughs> oh, good for you. And I can tell you right now that most men that are looking for spouses generally just want their women to be at or above, slightly above average IQs. They aren't looking for women with genius level IQs because men don't want to be married to women that are smarter than them. I don't know if I don't know if it's IQ for me, but I definitely don't want to be competitive with my person. You know, I think I'm yeah. a pretty competitive person in a lot of venues or a lot of arenas but i don't want like debate and fierce competition to be a part of my private daily life you know i totally just pulled a base mom my iq is extremely high that's why i sound that's why i gave you the sounder yeah yeah whatever um <laughs> storm j Edgar. well mag get your jabs in now once again 12 got his bell rung early in the season by the cheating fucking bears what the Bears are cheaters? So he's talking about Aaron Rodgers. Like, we were live the whole time, so I I don't know what's going on in this game. The Bears are winning 20-3, to three and apparently Aaron Rodgers got hurt, but I don't know anything else beyond that. Uh, far too hard, says Matt and I once made love in the Senate. He said, let's break the rules. My documents were already released. Fantastic. Thank Great you. story. Snarpsta said... Rich. <laughs> you and the sounders. I've never seen Tess outside of the Cosmo cover... And it's blatantly apparent how much it was photoshopped and she was trimmed down for the cover based on how disgusting she looks eating that cake barf. Yeah, wow, that's, that's, that's that's the shop. Yeah. I think the knees are the most alarming part to me, yeah. like the knee folds. Yeah, her body's in full revolt. Honorable mention like, for the saggy biceps. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Waz is watching my Chicago Bears. Uh, so I'll miss you guys tonight, but hope you have a great show and bear down. Well, it looks like a good night for the Bears. <laughs> Surprising. Good, good showing for them. Thank you, sir. Redica says someone needs to play the Booker clip with headlines describing his idiocies with the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Pond Yellow says, is it possible to invite Frame Games to the show to talk about his research of diversity industry? He is a lawyer and is very insightful. People tell us to watch his videos all the time, and I still have to get around to it. Thank you. Uh, We've this probably is, received emails. I'm not the greatest. To, uh, so, this is yeah, from we'll, a we'll keep big donation from Thank Fox Ozzy. Could you use this money to buy a certain tumbler of a certain person, but you guys are more fun. <laughs> well, thank you. Appreciate, thank you. appreciate that. Evil, evil zombie toe. When I heard about what Cory Booker had done, I cried tears of rage, tears yeah. of rage. 
Anyway, yeah. here's my money. Enjoy. Thank you. <laughs> Mafia Guido. In the Mafia, we have a name for someone like Cory Booker. He's a fall guy, but instead of taking jail time for the boss, he's willing to fall on the sword for the Dems, but is actually a spoon. But it's actually a spoon. Ah, gotcha. Thank Agent you. Agent Flippy, Kamala Harris' stupidity hurts my head. Anyone who follows politics at all has heard of uh, more than likely discuss the investigation. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I know I have mainly to discuss the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, and he sure. was right. He mentioned that. He's like, it's been in the news. Like, that's all anybody's talking about. What do you mean? Every day, yeah. Uh, Zach says, I can't believe that dad is using his kid's death for political activism and that our tax dollars are paying for these asshole senators to virtue signal I'm dead inside. Yeah, that's the other thing <laughs> I don't even think about is yeah, the, the cost of these hearings has got to be astronomical. You're right. That dead eye guy, Rogers carted off with knee injury. Packers fans booing their team at Lambeau Field, 17-0 Bears. Wow. And it's, it's yeah, now it's 20-3, to 3, I think, when I looked a minute ago. Uh, Evan says, Vulcans for political office. Yes. Mm. Okay. I don't, I don't know the Star logic. Trek reference, but they're sure. a, They're a, a race of people that only uses logic. They have no emotion. So an all-male race. There are a few female Vulcans. Oh, okay. They have to perpetuate <laughs> the race. Uh, yeah. Furious Dan says, Plague at the extremes and the middle takes care of itself to appease the far left and the far right. I modestly propose free abortions for non-whites. Okay, moving on. Okay, good compromise, yeah. yeah John <laughs> McGee, the reason the left is having such a hard time with Kavanaugh is because they expect him to do what a hardcore leftist judge would do, which is legislate for the bench. Let's do a few yeah. more. And that's, that's what's weird is even, I saw some articles circulating about that supposedly uncontroversial opening statement I played where he said, look, a good judge is an umpire. I don't try to enforce my personal policy preferences when I make a decision. They riffed him for that, saying, no, a good judge is an umpire just for the stuff that I like, though. That's yeah. basically what they Wah. were saying. Yeah. Uh, Poison Dart 77. Hey, guys, curious if you saw the Ocasio- Or is not an umpire. I misspoke. Anyway, sorry. Tweet praising Linda Sarsour, of all people. Oh, yeah. Amongst other things, Sarsour is putting it on the line for women and fighting for everything. Yeah, I forgot. She got taken out of the hearing, too. Sarsour did. Yeah, that Muslim Brotherhood bitch fighting for Americans. What? What? Mm. <laughs> God. Shelby Studer, unpopular opinion, repeal the 19th and keep women away from political office. Also, I tried Miller Lite last night. I've never been sicker before in my life. Huh. I kind of like Miller High Life. I buy it uh, up at the ski resort sometimes. They got the 32-ounce cans for 3 bucks. The champagne of beers. Yep. Sorry to hear about a bad experience. But I'm with you on the 19th, Shelby. Uh, Taryn Crabtree, I don't know much about Sweden, but I do know the only thing I care about from there. Anybody interested in heavy metal and historical battles, definitely check out Sabaton. Sabaton? Mm. I'm sorry if I fucked that up. Last one for right now. Andrew Grove, first time catching a live show since moving to Colorado. Love the show side. Uh, not the newer AOK sign flash looks different. Can I read? Love the show. Oh, okay. Not the newer AOK sign flash looks different. If you watch the video of it, it might not have been on purpose. Oh, I think see, I haven't, just been, I don't I haven't know. seen the video. I mean, I've seen this still. So maybe the video makes it look more incidental. I don't know, man. I mean, I kind of buy that she was intentionally trolling the second time around. Really, it doesn't matter, though. It's just what the takeaway is the level of insanity, the depths to which they're willing to descend yeah. for something that, again, as I'll say, if even the ADL is like, guys, let's not go crazy on the hate accusations. I mean, come on. If even the ADL is slow in their role, you got, you've got you done gone too far. Yep, yep, totally. And it shows everybody that being a Mexican Jew does not make you impervious <laughs> to claims of white supremacy. Well, is the future of hate multicultural, as oh. the Daily Beast asked? 
I don't think so. How does that make sense? I don't even. Okay. Oh, all right. Let's uh, let's get back to the show. Okay, so let's talk Kaepernick. Back to football, your favorite topic. Ugh. And uh, let's let's just try to do these quickly. We could probably finish the last uh, four topics of the show here and return to super chat and uh, and be close to the top of the hour, hopefully. So, real quick, I want to give a refresher of the Colin Kaepernick timeline because I think it's important to his claim of sacrifice. So this all started um, summer of 2016, more than two years ago now, when Colin Kaepernick, don't forget, went to 49ers camp wearing socks with cops as pigs on them. Oh, I remember. Yeah. So as he carries this, this is kind of a prelude. People were wondering at the time, like, what the hell is this? This is a prelude to the controversy that would be. Because that preseason in August, he starts sitting on the bench during the national anthem before he was kneeling he was just sitting he was just mm-hmm. sitting on the bench while everyone else was standing hands over their hearts on august 28th 2016 kaepernick explains his reasoning with reporters he says quote i'm going to continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed to me this is something that has to change when there's significant change that i feel the flag represents what it's supposed to represent and this country is representing people in the way it's supposed to i'll stand very what? clearly articulated. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so when Colin Kaepernick is subjectively satisfied in his mind based on ambiguous criteria he can't explain, then he will honor the country that has made him a rich guy. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, September 2016, during the regular se- uh, season, Kaepernick starts his kneeling. And of course, several other players join him, not just on the 49ers, but across the league. And this becomes a trend in other sports and other events, too. November 2016, after sucking hard at football for half the season, (laughs) just reading my notes here, which is true, statistically true. After he sucked hard at football for half the season, the 49ers benched Colin Kaepernick for backup Blaine Gabbert, who also sucks. So he was very bad. This is a a technical uh, detail, but it, it is important, again, to understanding the claim of sacrifice. After that season, the 49ers sucked, Colin Kaepernick sucked. Yeah, yeah. He had a clause in his contract that said there was an option that said, would you like to continue your contract for another? I don't know if it was a year or whatever the option was, or you can opt out of your contract and become a free agent and thus be signable to any team in the league. He opted out of his contract. 49ers didn't kick him out. He had a contract he could have opted into. Sacrificed everything. He opted out of his contract and reportedly since John Elway, the general manager of the Broncos, reported that uh, that later he was also offered a contract with the Broncos to be a backup quarterback, and he declined. So again, to the claims of sacrifice. Opted out of a contract, said no to another yeah. contract offer with another team. All the while, he's filing this collusion lawsuit against the league, saying the owners are conspiring against him. That's still ongoing. He's still suing the league. Now, I am not aware of any meaningful change that Kaepernick has helped to create, but I have to be as fair as I can. In the meantime, during all of this, he has actually been quite charitable with his money. He's given reportedly over a million dollars to, quote, social justice and education charities. Whether I agree with these charities or not, at least he is he has taken some action pursuant to the things Whatever. he says. Now, flash forward to this week. That's only because he's, like, into that Muslim chick. He's banging that Muslim chick. I don't even know who his girlfriend is. Or oh, she's she is. some hot Muslim activist or whatever. And so, you know, he has to up the social justice warrior game. Hmm. Flash forward to this week on Monday. 
Colin Kaepernick tweets out a teaser of a Nike promo he's apparently a part of. It's this picture that you see on your screen here, black and white of his face, and the caption says, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything and the internet gets, well, I don't know. Half the people think he's a hero and half the people are really pissed off. This comes paired with a video advertisement that he is the narrator for. And this gets released on YouTube and elsewhere on Wednesday. This is the Colin Kaepernick sacrifice, or believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything, video ad from Nike right here. If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, good, stay that way. There it is. There it is. I just want to highlight. Is that the Muslim quick. fencer? I don't know. Intihaj Muhammad? Is that her? I, I don't so. know. But I just like the Nike branded hijab. It's like, <laughs> it's just the silliest thing. It's swoosh branded hijab. I love it. All right. Because what non believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult, it's a compliment. Don't try to be the fastest runner in your school or the fastest in the world. Be the fastest ever. Don't picture yourself wearing OBJ's jersey. Picture OBJ wearing yours. Don't settle for homecoming queen or linebacker. Do both. Lose 120 pounds and become an Ironman after beating a brain tumor. Don't believe you have to be like anybody to be somebody. Was that if you're born a refugee. Uh, I, I'm sure this person was believe selected. Believe you have to be like anybody for to be somebody. If you're born a yeah, that's a ah. chick. Chick, dude. My screen went weird for a second. All right, uh, let me find it again. Sorry. Let me know in the live chat. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's this person funny. was definitely selected for ambiguous identity, safe to say. <laughs> Does anybody remember... This is a, probably an obscure reference, but if you ever played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, this kind of looks like Tranny Jeff, uh, Jeff Rowley from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1. Maybe some of the some of the guys in the chat might remember. Anyway, there's more. If you're born a refugee, don't let it stop you from playing soccer for the national team at age 16. Don't become the best basketball player on the planet. Be bigger than basketball. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing Uh. everything. When they talk about the greatest team in the history of the sport, make sure it's your team. If you have only one hand, don't just watch football, play it at the highest level. And if you're a girl from Compton, don't just become a tennis player. Make sure to rage about become sexism. Become the greatest athlete ever. Fill yeah. stereotypes about That's angry black like chicks. So don't oh, ask geez. if your dreams are crazy. Ask if they're crazy enough. I'm sorry, was your dream to get benched for Blaine Gabbert, bad quarter? What is the dream? I don't have I don't have a problem with this ad, but for Kaepernick as like the show, the 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 primary showpiece. Because well one okay, first off, he's achieved very little at the highest level. Some of these people are facing they have genuine disabilities, genuine challenges that they're overcoming. Great, good for them. Colin Kaepernick has overcome nothing of the sort. I'm sorry he hasn't. To the claims of sacrifice and achievement uh, or belief or commitment to a belief, one, he's never clearly articulated what it is that he believes in. He's just said, I'll stand for the flag once I'm satisfied that the flag is living up to its own standards, whatever that means. He's never said what he thinks the problem is. He's never said what he thinks the solution is. His belief is totally unclear, but 
to the point on sacrifice, what the hell did he sacrifice? He sucked at football. He opted out of a contract. He did not sacrifice a promising football career for his beliefs. He sucked at it. He left it. Then he stood up for some stupid, ambiguous cause and tried to claim that the, the football was a casualty of his political choice. Now, if he had done no, I'm not going to say that there's no political, um, no political relationship to his lack of a job in the NFL right now. I'm sure if he hadn't been a grandstanding douche about this whole thing, maybe he'd be a backup somewhere. But that's the point is you reduced your value. Your value was already very, very low. And then you've given yourself tons of baggage. So why the hell? Like, Right. If he sacrificed anything, he sacrificed a spot on the bench. That's what he sacrificed. Uh, yeah, totally. And and he has made millions of dollars off of this contract. He mm. did this for money, and Nike is doing it to appeal to their largely black customer base. The so anybody po- that's acting like this is actually about social justice causes, uh, no. This is about money, and it's about peel- appealing to the broadest audience. And apparently he's been under contract this whole time. So I think... Nike's been giving him money this whole time. Jesus. To do basically nothing. Like, who were they pandering to? The homecoming queen get, gets on the football team. That bitch is a liability. Every dude on that <laughs> team hates that chick. Uh, if it's even a real story, maybe it is. What is she? Is I she don't the know. kicker? But she, they said she plays linebacker. Uh, yeah. I have a hard yeah, time I'm believing sure that. Yeah, I'm sure the homecoming she... queen is your linebacker. I'm going to take this one step further and say that no one's interested in any women's sports except for gymnastics. No women. Well, I don't know about. N- I don't know about nobody. Certainly, like there are young women and stuff who are. The audience is a lot smaller. But that's yeah. this is why they complain. Like Serena Williams and others, or the WNBA, for example, they complain about the lack of parity in men's and women's athletics. And it's like, yeah, but they way more, more people watch men's Stephen tennis, Allen and it's put way out higher. A video about yeah. this today, he said that um, to be a top-ranked athlete like Serena Williams, it's akin to being a like an average college male athlete. Oh yeah, she would get wrecked by. I'm sure a competitive, maybe well, even a competitive. Why do these women think that they, the people don't want to watch women's sports because men's sports, they, they have more athletic range. Yeah. It's on a higher level. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the order. I, I remember John McEnroe got in a bunch of trouble for saying something to the same effect that Serena Williams would be like, would lose to the, you know, number two or three hundredth ranked men's player in the world. She'd probably go way further down than that. Yeah. And that was treated as a controversial statement. That's not an, I'm not even knocking Serena Williams by saying that. It's just a statement of fact. I think she should compete against women. And if she's the best female competitor the world's ever seen, good for her. I don't actually want to compare men and women. I don't like that. That's a stupid comparison to me. That's why we have separate sports in the first place is because they're not comparable. They're, yeah. they're on different competitive levels. And I reiterate enjoyed, gymnastics is an exception here. Yeah, that's true. That's I don't true. care there, about men's gymnastics. Some, Who watches that? Well, and there are maybe some particular athletic abilities or certain physical abilities that women are more suited towards. There are some exceptions. But this is just the natural order of the world, and that's fine. It's not a hateful thing to observe. That's just the way the world exists, the world is, yeah. and that's fine. It, wouldn't it be easier for these people just to accept the reality around them and stop trying to fight against it? You know? No, they have to. They have to. But Why? Why? They have to try to bend and twist reality to be some like more just place than it is. Yeah, but Serena's inferiority has made her a great athlete, but it's also made her incredibly bitter and angry at the end of her career. Hmm. So really, you know, well, what was the cost? 
Remember how mad they were too that she took a year off for maternity and then came back and like wasn't ranked or something. And I might be misspeaking here again. I'm out of I'm a little bit out of my lane in tennis, but my understanding is she hasn't been as competitive since coming back from maternity. Like it, well, yeah, because having a baby is a physically traumatic event. Sure. And what the fuck are you doing playing a sport full time when you have a baby? But they were they were there was all kinds of controversy that her rank had suffered as a result of becoming a mother and it's like well yeah you took time off and also you your body went through punishment i mean that's yeah. that's fine it's not hatred it's just the reality that you're probably not going to come back in the Those same or better facts. form that's hate reality it yeah. is now some people are uh we'll, we'll speak in a moment about what we how we personally are going to react to this or not there are some people that are making meaningful change in their lives or their businesses or their schools or whatever in response to the kaepernick ad one of which is this uh, this guy who runs, his name is Steve Martin. He owns Primetime Sports in Colorado Springs. He says he's no longer going to carry Nike products and he's selling what he has at heavily discounted prices. Here's Steve Martin. Pretty sure I won't survive without him. Got to do what I got to do. I'm just doing it. <laughs> it's owner Steve Martin's little Nike joke, but the amount of Nike gear he has right now in the store is no joke. The whole wall, 100%. He's even getting rid of anything Nike in his wardrobe at home. It's a lot more than he even realized. Oh, jeez, I, I forgot to change my shoes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and it's a move that comes from the heart. Martin's father-in-law was a POW. The stories that veteran told him inspired his decision. He said the hardest part for me was watching his fellow soldiers get beat up and killed in front of him and he couldn't defend them because it would have cost him his life. I heard that. So Colin, you don't know what sacrifice is. You just don't know what it is, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, but the irony of that is this guy is going to sacrifice his financial well-being to get back at a company that doesn't care about him at all. Yeah, it's probably going to be more damaging to him than to it will him. be to Nike. Yeah. I don't know that I really support this because you know I want whatever is going to make this guy in independently richer hmm. uh, i mean i hope well, his maybe business does will, fine anyway yeah i mean if i lived in the area if he's got maybe he's got an online shop i can buy my next pair of you know shoes or something from him yeah you see that picture of milk yeah. wearing new balance shoes there was that and then there was the mock-up new balance ad that had trump in black and white yeah, that just yeah. said grab him by the pussy new balance. <laughs> i was like sold i guess i'm getting new balances next time <laughs> There's also this college, uh, maybe you've heard of it. It's from your your former neck of the woods or state, I suppose. College of the Ozarks in Missouri. Yeah. You know that place? Yeah, I mean, nobody I knew went there, but... Uh, it's a small, um, private Christian college, I think, in Point Lookout, Missouri. They announced they're going to, quote, choose country over company, and they will remove athletic uniforms purchased from Nike or that contain the Nike emblem. Says College of the Ozarks President Jerry C. Davis, quote, in their new ad campaign, we believe Nike executives are promoting an attitude of division and disrespect toward America. The market reaction to this is, I think it's a little bit too too early to see what's going on. I've, I've seen indicators both ways, but I think the positive indicators are not quite right. I'll explain in a moment. Maybe you agree or disagree, but there's a poll that's out that says Nike's favorability among the public has uh, has dropped 34% after this ad. This from a company, uh, a polling company called Morning Consult. Immediate uh, Morning Consult, I should say. Immediately after the ad was released, Nike's shares dropped over 3%. As of Friday's close, they're still down about 2% relative to last week. There is this report I saw in MarketWatch that said Nike's online sales jumped 31% 
after the company unveiled the Kaepernick campaign, at least the headline says. But then I read the article and it says that Nike's online sales were up 31% over the Labor Day weekend through Tuesday. But keep in mind... The, a sale or something. Yeah, I mean, why would you include the weekend to prove this point? The ad was revealed. Right. The picture was revealed on Kaepernick's account on Monday. The video ad didn't even come out until Wednesday. So I'm skeptical that these things yeah. are actually related. I mean, the real reason they did this is that I, I believe, I, I think I read this in a study this week, Blacks and Hispanics spend up to 30% of their annual income on um, clothing and accessories. And so they're trying to target this minority. Hmm. So I don't know if it's, if it's going to be a good long-term move. I think it might be a wash because it's so divisive. Yeah. I know that this is going to impact me, even though, again, I'm somebody who I, I got like, as I was saying on Wednesday, I got a bunch of different Nike shoes and a bunch of different colors, like them all, wish I could keep wearing them, would like to keep buying them. But this is sort of what we were talking about last week with In-N-Out too, and the difference between say like boycotting Starbucks or in and In-N-Out. You know, I can, I can deal with disagreement provided you're not shoving it in my face. And Nike is one of those people, again, shoving it in my face, prioritizing social justice over just sticking in its lane, in this case, making good shoes and athletic apparel. Um, so it's going to be hard for me the next time I come around to needing shoes or athletic apparel to buy Nike stuff because I don't feel like I can divorce these things. I feel like you know, that swoosh is kind of an endorsement of, of this nonsense political statement that I just don't agree with and I can't support. Yeah. I will I, say those sweatshops didn't stop me from buying. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I will acknowledge openly that it's sort of silly for me to have looked past all of that sort of stuff, like sweatshop labor controversies. Yeah, I remember cared. buying my last pair of Nikes. Yeah. I was like, well, at least those kids have jobs. Yeah. What were you saying Wednesday? Like they, this tiny little hands they really just make do the perfect great. stitching. Just just the, yeah. Just great <laughs> stitching. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's the problem is when you're overtly political, when you have made Colin Kaepernick, the face of that swoosh. Now it's like, I just don't feel like I can purchase that product without implicitly endorsing that. And, and that's a product of the company's decision-making, not mine. And, and so mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not under any delusions that I'm going to like single-handedly take down Nike. I'm not calling on anybody out there to go boycott. I'm not trying to grandstand about this. It's just, I'm trying to think about in my head, what, what am I going to do when the decision-making time comes to buy another pair of yeah, shoes? I mean, and I can't the whole divorce thing of, like, these things. I don't Nikes think. is retarded because yeah, they dumb. don't give a shit. You've already bought them. Yeah. It's dumb. Um, it's the replacement factor. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I'll, I'll probably have to shop elsewhere. And again, it's an example of, I felt the same way about REI earlier this year as I, when I said I oh, went there. What did got, they do? I got hiking boots. I had to get some new hiking boots in May and I went in there and it, or no, it was June because it was pride month and REI, all their employees are decked out with these rainbow REI shirts and stuff. And it's like, I just, I just want just hiking boots. I don't like, I don't care if you're gay or whatever, or if you like gays or what REI thinks about gays. And so REI is on this whole trip too, on this, this they're made, they have this call to make the outdoors more inclusive. It's like, that's the point. The outdoors, there are no rules. So you just go outside and there's no law. There's no, well, there's law, I guess, but you know what I mean? It's wild. That's the yeah. point of the outdoors. It's wild. Inclusive. Like who's excluded from the outdoors. That's the whole point of the outdoors. I know. It's not like the mountains are like trannies. Get back. <laughs> Somebody uh, just sell me some athletic apparel or clothing or whatever. And, and, um, and don't, and, and 
I don't need the politics. I could do without the politics. Just no that's, moralizing. That's all I want from a company. Yeah. Just shut your mouth. Yeah. Shut your mouth. There was this tweet out. I don't have it available to put it on screen, but this guy named Clay Rutledge tweeted this out. It went viral. We are living in an era of woke capitalism in which companies pretend to care about social justice to sell products to people who pretend to hate capitalism. No, that's a that meta was, shit. That was a pretty good one. That's a hot take and it's true. Yeah. So guess I'll have to be looking for a new shoe manufacturer, but we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll be curious to see how Nike, the company performs, how their, how their sales perform as a result of this. Yeah. Tell me about the uh, the Islamic tire fort of peace. Um, I mean, not much of a story here, but basically everything we already know has been confirmed in an affidavit, an affidavit filed earlier in the week. Um, the 13-year-old boy who was part of all of this, who was found, told the FBI this week that his mother's boyfriend was training him to conduct jihad against non-believers, which we already know, but this is confirmed. Um, so he said that... Ibn Wahaj, am I saying that right? I think so. Um, Not trained sure, him and another of Lavelle's teenage sons in firearms and military techniques, including rapid reloads, hand-to-hand combat, and then told him jihad meant killing non-believers on behalf of Allah. Hmm. Um, the most interesting part of this update, though, was what he said. If you remember, a three-year-old boy's body was found there. He yeah. was kidnapped. Uh, and so this 13-year-old boy told the FBI that his mother believed she received messages from God and that he actually watched her and Iban Wahaj perform an exorcism, ex- exorcism ritual on this kidnapped and now dead three-year-old boy, including one event during which the boy was choked and then his Jesus. heart stopped. So that's almost wow. certainly how he died. I mean, there yeah. was some, some like supposition that maybe he had epilepsy and they just weren't treating his medical issues but like they fucking killed this kid his kidnapped hmm. kid so yeah in other words not a public threat in the state of new mexico yeah i know and it's totally because they're black and muslim that's the only reason that we're looking into this <laughs> yeah. so crazy all right the uh the other story i wanted to touch on before we get to uh some delightful surprise cringes i just love this story of like me too karma and the way this is developed in bizarre ways, but I haven't followed it closely. So this is ex- so crazy. I can't believe she's Anthony Bourdain is, you know, he's probably lucky he got off this ride. Um, so Argento's attorney released a statement in which he says his client is propelling society toward the second phase of the Me Too movement. So mm. she's so super meta, which is being outed as a, an abuser. That's the right. right. <laughs> and in this statement, um, Argento accuses Bennett, which is the underage kid that has accused her of statutory rape. Yes. She accuses him of sexual assault. Yeah. Um, but states that she has, because she's such a good person. She's not going to prosecute it. Right. Oh, wow. She's such, I'm so good for good. her. It also calls for the public to hear accusations from all people, regardless of their imperfect or misunderstood past. Well, this is what I, I can't understand. Is it all accusations are credible or is it wait for the evidence? I know. Or what what, it, would, what is it? Um, at the same time, the statement brings up past allegations uh, against Bennett from 2014. So I wanted to read this excerpt from it, if you can pull it up, uh, starting with it is also very relevant or relevant. I'm like Trump. Towards the end of the show, I'm just worthless what, where's this let me find um it. it is also very relevant okay yeah, yeah i got it um it's also very relevant and most ironic to point out that bennett which is the statutory rape kid himself was alleged to have been charged in 2014 
at the LA Police Department with unlawful sex with a minor, stalking oh. and child pornography and child exploitation. Maybe and that's because you abused him when he was 17 and he got into some really messed up oh stuff. And it was alleged know. by the complaint in that matter that Bennett manipulated her into sending him naked photos. And yeah. it was alleged by that complainant that Bennett had a history of drug use. Interestingly enough, despite this crazy tangled web of sexual interactions, Asia believes that pursuant to phase two of the Me Too movement, Bennett's troubled history, be it true or false, should not preclude Bennett from making his allegations against her. Oh, anymore. so that's how she's staying principled. Yeah, any more than her allegations against Weinstein should not be made. Mm. So I don't know how she even had the balls to preface this by saying that somebody's imperfect past should not be brought up in these. It, it only matters when she's covering her own ass. Yeah. Well, I guess it would be his imperfect future relative to the actual abuse incident. Well, 2014, <laughs> so yeah. Well, didn't, didn't, yeah, wasn't the actual abuse incident several years old, though, like a long time ago? I don't, how old is he now? He's like 20 something, right? I don't know. Maybe, or maybe they were around the same time. Who knows? I, I have no idea what, how credible any of this is. My interest in it is mostly watching people who have built this Me Too hysteria crumble by the own standards that they've built. I just, I, I'm, I like watching it. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, it's a bummer that Anthony Bourdain had to die for Asia Argento's sins, but here we are. It is weird. I know we had some callers about that on Wednesday, or maybe we just had some super chatters or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to get full tinfoil about this, but it is weird. The sequence in which all of these things have unfolded. And no, man, I bet he funded this. And then he, you know, he's been married twice before. He's a total beta male. You know, he was a millionaire that got to travel the world and eat delicious food. And still he like, keeps picking the wrong women, keeps, you know, being submissive to them. And then he falls in love with this woman who we find out is cheating on him after he paid off somebody that she banged when he was underage. And then she, hmm. she comes out as the leader of the Me Too movement and he's like, fuck it all. Fuck it all. I, I went off this route. Yeah. Sure. I seriously believe that that's what happened. Like it, the timing is just far too coincidental. Are you ready for some surprise cringe? Never. I never am ready for surprise cringe. I was going to mention this at the top of the show, but I forgot. We... So last week we were, when we were doing Surprise Cringe and we had that like that tranny child and it was the vice piece on that child who had been indoctrinated into believing he's being discriminated against because his kindergarten bathroom won't let him pee in the girls' room or whatever. Yeah. So you, you were talking about the child's mom. I knew I knew that, that was, the reporter was not the mom. I didn't realize you were referring to that reporter yeah, as the mom. Yeah, I just assumed that the disinterested dykey reporter was his mom. <laughs> Silly but you. But I was incorrect about that. Silly you. So in case we made any like uh, uh, statements that would lead people to believe that was the mom. We you are fake news. Very give ourselves fake news. a fake news on that. I should have caught that because I didn't even realize that's what you were. That's what yeah, you were but referring it probably to. Applies. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. I mean, who knows? We'll have to find out anyway. Uh, well, there's no intro for surprise cringe. We just go right into it. So here's surprise cringe this week. Introducing male masturbation crisis centers. Sometimes self-love happens, and just because you do it alone doesn't mean that you are alone. No, seriously, how did you get in here? Look, Trevor, when you're going five against one, you're not just rubbing one out. In fact, you're rubbing out 70 to 300 million sperm, the actual seeds of life. Men must respect these potential lives, and that's where we come in. As it is currently law in 35 states in the case of abortion, we offer 
mandate. A preliminary consultation up to 48 hours before your masturbation event. After all, we want you to be fully aware of all of your options and consequences when you choose to tickle your pickle. Ugh. Look, even if you do decide to ride the mayonnaise trail, we'll take your sock, or tissue and dispose of it in a compassionate way. Our services come for the extremely low price of your entire month's rent, but since your insurance probably doesn't cover it, we pass that cost on to you. For the extra compassionate customer, we also offer add-ons which will give even more honor to your seeds of life. For $500, we'll send you the name, gender, and favorite activities of the potential child that could have been born if you hadn't gone carried away after looking at old photos of Carmen Electra. This little guy could be Trevor Jr. And this little one could be the next Steve Jobs. For male masturbation crisis centers, I'm Liz Plank. I'm not a doctor, but neither is Mike Pence. Leave! Get the f out of my house! That's the funniest part, is the guy telling her to leave. That's feminist comedy for you. Are they trying to equate sperm with fetuses is that what's happening correct there? this is uh they think they Nothing get they have, a, me. they have a gotcha moment on abortion that's the that's the concept is here so feminists really think about fetuses with your genetic material that are growing that yes. have heartbeats and little faces and ears and brains they're like oh it's just the same as a sperm who has to meet an egg for a zygote to even be created and correct. independently does not create a life what do they yeah really the the that? analogy would be periods for women that would be the analogy yes. yeah. not abortions well it would be ovulation well whatever yeah i mean the, the an egg that has gone unfertilized right that would be the analogy so to give you some context here on friday afternoon vox's liz plank posted in a this allegedly comical video uh it's so period. you're right about that well when you know it, the idea is that um Egg and sperm are comparable scientifically. Zygote, not. There's something distinct there. Anyway, uh, so yes, they're pointing out this inconsistency, or at least what they view as an inconsistency in the pro-life worldview. Um, and for some reason, this uh, has something to do with Brett Kavanaugh, too. She tweeted out, tag your favorite pro-life guy. Like, apparently Kavanaugh is a big risk to pro-choicers or something. Um, and I love that it was phrased that way. Tag your favorite pro-life guy, because after all, only men could have such silly views. No women could possibly have a pro-life view at all. Uh, and so, yeah, to summarize the argument, again, just, you, you got it. But to summarize the argument, abortion should be unrestricted because men are free to masturbate. That is the argument. Tell me more about how women are as funny as men. <laughs> I've never made that claim for the record. Yeah, I mean, Joan Rivers, end of list. The funniest, uh, ironically, the funniest part of that video was the guy, the guy being like, fuck no, off, no. leave. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is a classic example of I can laugh at political humor or humor with which I disagree if it's Funny. if it's got a point, if it's clever. This is I, I love that this comes from like the party of science or these people that believe science should be the ultimate arbiter on all things political when this is so scientifically illiterate. I mean, this is as scientifically illiterate as a lot of the transgender stuff. It's just nonsense. I'm not even doing this to slam a pro-choice perspective. Generally, this is just a bad argument. A sperm cell is not the same thing as a zygote. It's just right, not. But the fact that a lot of women believe this and that's how they treat a fetus like that, you know, I know this is supposed to be funny, but like that really, that is soul crushing to realize yeah, that, that this is what women think 
is women's health. Like crushing the skull of a fetus and having it sucked out of you is the same as a guy jerking off into a handkerchief. Like what happened to women? They're supposed to be maternal. That's supposed to be their fundamental, you know, part of their fundamental being, being maternal. And, and they just, they just can't compute anymore. They're broken. Do you think that deep down inside a woman that has an abortion knows that what she did is probably one of the worst things that I don't know. Could possibly do. I don't know. Cause I don't I actually she really believes that she just, just like blasted a cluster of cells. I don't know a lot of people on a deeply personal level who have had one, or at least people that have told me about it. I often wonder if I were in that situation, I don't think I could ever advocate for the, um, for the abortion of my own child. And I think that if I did and it happened, it would be something that would, if not torment me mentally for life, it would certainly right. be something I would wonder about and have con- a lot of conflict internally about for my life, I'm sure. And I'm not the one who was carrying it. You know, I was just, it's just my genetic material out there. But it seems to me there must be some deeper understanding. Like, I'm very confident that feminists also recognize that there are innate disparities in the intellectual and physical capabilities between men and women, which is why they're fucking constantly talking about it. If, if they really didn't believe that, then they wouldn't have to constantly, pro- you know, the lady doth protest too much, many things. They wouldn't have mm. to constantly talk about it. And I think that abortion has got to be the same thing. Like they have to know that what they're doing is really, really wrong, mm. biologically wrong. That's so disappointing. Ugh. What a bunch she of works at Vox, too. I don't know if I mentioned that. That's Vox's Liz Plank. It's really sad. Science expert Liz Plank. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but neither is Mike Pence. Okay. Well, fair enough. I've Good rarely one. seen him speak about abortion anyway. Hmm. I mean, I've rarely heard Mike Pence speak. Like, I can't even think right now what his voice sounds like. He does what a good VP does, which is like show up, look stoic, and keep his mouth shut. I listened to him at the McCain funeral. That was the last I heard him speak. Hmm. Anyway, we're, uh, we're already past time, so we should, we should round it out. Okay. Um, I'm not showing any Streamlabs donations. While I'm working on these, will you make sure that there aren't? Yeah, I'll reload it. We might just be empty. I know most people don't go over there. Yeah, I don't see any tonight. Uh, Miles Chang says, fun fact, the last ever uh, concealed carry issued in San Francisco is to gun-grabbing Diane. Really? I didn't know that. It's, huh. As far as I've heard from people in California, it's it's almost impossible to get one in that state. Uh, Jess Han, barefoot and pregnant since April. I love being a housewife, stay-at-home mom, but the vulnerability of the situation is immediate and potent. Hmm. Relying on Josh for all income is terrifying. He survived, by the way. Yep, but you guys are a team now, and you can get through it, and a lot of people get through financial insecurity together, and they come out a stronger couple, and you'll be okay. You and your twins, you guys are gonna have a good life together. Good man. You guys are gonna be fine. You should be. Yeah. You should be preparing for. The, you should start a college fund instead of supporting this show. And we'll catch. Yeah, although we do we'll catch you on, it. We'll catch you on Wednesdays. So of course we appreciate it. But yeah, I, th- I think you guys are gonna be fine. Yep. Uh, Redicus says. So does the banning of Infowars app mean that BuzzFeed, Vox, etc. need to be banned? Yeah, I wish. I hmm. wish. Fitzberg says. Mark Twain once said, "Censorship is telling a man he can't eat steak because a baby can't chew it. If a normie can't handle gay frog news, f." Yeah, why? Yeah, interesting analogy. Why is this hmm. so hurtful to people? It's like you just heard something that you disagree with or that offends you. Like, does that need to permeate your soul and like change the course of your day? Just choose not to listen. It's not that hard. Yeah. Back Puppet Joe, you just need to get Trump to leave Twitter and join Gab. I wish. I think about that all the time. Hmm. Um, God, man, if he did that, imagine the kind of pull that would have. That'd be incredible. 
Trojan Horse 109 Gaming. Hi again. Sorry, I am late. Can't watch tonight, but it'll be the first thing tomorrow. I'm getting a raise next month, so that's good. Ooh, I hope you guys fancy. have a great night and a wonderful future. Well, thank you for the positive. Congrats message. on the raise. We appreciate that. Joshy Boy, curiosity is the poison of all censorship. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, John Martin, it's an ominous... Uh, an om <laughs> is this an ominous... Ominous, <laughs> ominous super chat. Yeah, he's broken the word for me. It's hmm. an ominous time with yeah. monotonous hearings with apocalyptic hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, our circuitry, it's a tough one. Circuitry is in danger of overload and dysfunction. Great show as always. I see what you did there, John. I navigated that C minus. Every time I've said anonymous tonight, I've had to think about it about Anom five levels too hard because I th I think it's going to be really embarrassing if I accidentally say anonymous. Uh, Levi yeah. Mortensen, TV is a shitboard into the trash it goes. I'm a big fan. A big well, guy for you. you. Sorry. Not oh, big. Big, oh, not. Wait, wait. Read it one more time. I'm a big guy for you. I oh, said okay. I'm a big fan because gotcha. I only read things that are indulging my ego. That's sure. How, that's how I read them. Yeah. Uh, Eric Ray. An ominous, you guys are motherfuckers. <laughs> An ominous, anonymous amalgamation of obtuse aspersions. Boom. You absolute son of a bitch. This is the epitome of difficulty. I know. And yes, I know. I know yeah, we always have to preface that. Yeah. Tyler Moon, I hope you guys have a good night as I'm about to celebrate the reconciliation of mine and wife's marriage with a nice cold Guinness. Cheers. Oh, cool. Thank you, Tyler. He's got a good beard going, too. Uh, two A says, Matt and I once made love in a confirmation hearing. To mass protest, I banged my gavel hard and repeatedly until the rabble was ejected. If you know what I mean, we do know. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are faggots. Redica says, and Nike is probably just trying to recoup their investments because they've been paying Kaepernick for years now. Are mm. Also, hashtag get woke, go broke. Yeah, really. Uh, Trevor says, did you guys hear that the couple that started the GoFundMe for the homeless guy got raided by police because they were using his GoFundMe money for themselves? Yep. I've, I've only seen the headlines, so I'll have to look into that story. But basically, he was, what, homeless vet guy, and they stole $400,000 from him or something? And then said Dude, that he was a drug addict, that's why. I'm telling you, man, someone needs to do, like, an overall audit of GoFundMe, totally. because I, I guarantee you there's so much fraudulent activity on that website. And, and you should I'm always not, be suspicious of people's goodwill. I and I'm not trying to rip GoFundMe's creators for that. I, I don't think that they themselves intended for this sort of fraudulent stuff, but it has become... The reality is it's become ripe for that sort of thing, whether it's hoax hate or whether it's putting up someone else as a victim. And How much and, fucking faith do you have to have in humanity to think that that's not going to be the outcome of something I, like that? I know they do a lot of vetting on their own behalf. I know like Count Dankula went through, he had to go fund me for his legal defense and he was posting on Twitter about the hurdles he had to go through to verify to get the money. And that sounds appropriate to me, but I guarantee you there are crafty minds who are figuring out ways around things. JV dude 9061. I wasn't drunk Saturday morning. I was drunk Friday night. Matt responded. Ah, gotcha. Night. Okay. FYI, this will be my $10 for next week. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Appreciate you. it. Sorry. I didn't mean to make you sound like an alcoholic. Uh, Chicago conservative. Don't forget about when Cap Copernicus when uh, yeah. Kaepernick was about to be signed by the Ravens, but his girlfriend compared Ray Lewis to a slave. Oh, I didn't even hear that. I didn't oh, know. Geez. Oh, was that this off season? Maybe I'll Google it. Well, we and I need to Google his and, and his see, girlfriend too. Yeah. Um, J-Rock, I'm very interested in women's volleyball, but only for about three to five minutes. <laughs> Too bad ah. I can't go see my younger sister's Well, then you, then you have a male abortion <laughs> after about three to five minutes of that. Apparently, this was last offseason. Ray Lewis said the Ravens refused to sign Colin Kaepernick because of girlfriend's tweet. Okay, so then now I need to figure out who the girlfriend is. Keep going. And let me know if this, this 
Muslim poon was worth it. Uh, Joshua, Serena Williams once got, once got beat by a number 200 ranked male. She was ranked second at the time, I believe. Yeah, it's because... Oh, did they actually have a, a match? Okay, yeah, that's interesting. The, the, the Venus sisters, the um, Williams sisters were like, we can beat any man outside of the top 200. Something like that. Dang, she uh, looks like she's got the Nicki Minaj uh, assets in back, this chick, this Kaepernick chick. Well, maybe he saw the writing on the wall for his career anyway and just wanted some like steady lays. Hmm. This might have been the smartest move for him. He's got a really ugly face. I'm looking at him in a, a picture of him right now, both of them wearing shirts that say, I know my rights. I'm pretty sure you don't actually have a sophisticated understanding of constitutional rights. Yeah. I I'm bet I bet that's not true. What hmm. was that shirt that he wore? It was like Che Guevara meeting. Something. He definitely wore some communist shirt of some kind. Like, like double commie. I can't remember who the other person was. Uh, Redicus says, the issue with, Kaper- uh, with Kaepernick is that he never he has never articulated a real point. Also, he sacrificed by wearing Castro. She has that with a Castro. Oh, a Castro his girlfriend Ray Rice and uncle Tom and turned down the Broncos. Uh, Jason takes Takes. I screw it up every time. Love you both. Thank you. Uh, downskated. Um, Carson Brosh beat Venus six, one, six, two and 63 minutes, drink beers and smoke cigarettes during the changeover. And he was ranked two of three at the time. <laughs> he wore a shirt of Malcolm X meeting. Castro is ah, what it looks that's like. What to it me. Was. I, maybe I'm just combining stories. Uh, J Rock, shout out to Anthony Bourdain for doing everything he could to fight fake news. <laughs> that's a dark. God. Clay Holiday, both Williams sisters got destroyed in the same day to a guy who was ranked 200th ish. He played golf before the match, then drank and smoked through both matches. He said neither could beat a top 600 guy. And wow, I got to look this up. <laughs> and it, it, it's not. It's not even a rip on the Williams sister. That's that's to be expected. That's yeah. Like this, it's the chick playing linebacker. I have, I've, I need to look up that story too. I have very serious doubts that a female is going to play linebacker competitively at what looked like the high school level. That's not going to happen. No. Uh, Rohar Bakanmu says, "Baconmu, how about this review? Uh, right to life." Redicus, so Vox went, every sperm is sacred, Monty Python, to describe uh, crisis pregnancy centers. Also, most of the centers are free, so they know nothing. Hmm. Jared Tank, uh, no note, thank you very much. MJ, should have been, if you're a girl from Compton, don't bother trying tennis, because we're going to make sure you'll be outcompeted by trans women. <laughs> ha, gotcha. <laughs> that, was, that was a big donation, too. Thank Thanks, you. MJ. Uh, Matthew Riley, no note. Matthew Riley again with a note. Wow, screwed up that first one. Green Bay <laughs> up by one. Rodgers is just fine. Oh, did they actually come back? Um, I, mean, I load up ESPN here. Wow, they are. A minute 50 to wow. go. As soon as we're done with the stream, I'll turn the game on. Packers up one point, 24-23. And last one of the night is from Thomas B. Rest in peace, Burt Reynolds, one of the last great stars from an era when it was mm. still okay to be a masculine white male. Yep, no kids. Oh, I but didn't know that. Hmm. I wonder why, because that mustache leads me to believe that he had strong sperm. Hmm. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows what secrets that mustache was hiding? Who knows? Yep. And we're good. All right. And I, I, yeah, I just checked uh, Streamlabs, and we are all caught up. So thanks for uh, thanks for sticking tonight. with thanks, me through guys. a longer show. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to run a little bit long, but the topics I thought were were good ones. So. Uh, so maybe we'll cheat and have a shorter show next week. I always think we're going to, and then we guess what? Do. We don't, because there's a million things to fit in. That's all right, though. Appreciate everybody sticking around, uh, supporting the show on Super Chat, sticking around in the live chat, keeping us in touch with the facts. If you're listening on YouTube because you were watching the, the Bears-Packers game or whatever you're doing instead of watching live, if you're watching later on YouTube, 
or listening later on an audio platform, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there's more material like my uh, discussion with Benjamin Boyce from Evergreen State and every uh, every Wednesday's call-in show on the audio platform. So check those out. It's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you, and you can always email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. Sorry, Caesar. Not meet the press. It is Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Try